Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of Points and Penalties, another Monday Nighter. We'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And my name is Josh. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Hell no, you didn't. <laughs> With me are my co-hosts, Jesse and Kevin. Pete's going to be joining us a little later at halftime. So let's start with you, Kev. What are you drinking tonight? Well, what I have in front of me here, guys, is a uh, headstock uh, West Coast style IPA. It's done by Nickelbrook uh, Brewing Company. It is a 7%. I liked it because it says uh, stay stay classic, get tuned. It has a good beer. Let's see how this sucker is. Crack that open. Telling you boys, this IPA is kind of a getting a little bit of a taste buds into my tongue because it's fucking excellent. I like it. Yeah, you, your facial expression was uh, pretty good on that one. You didn't. Uh, yeah. No. Didn't fucking. I didn't hit like my your, head back and. Yeah. You weren't. You weren't drinking Buckley's. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So with that uh, nice little headstock, seven percent. I'm going to pass this on to Jesse. What are you drinking? Well. I've had that beer very before and it's very good, that headstock. I continually drink it all the time. But I have gone with foolishly good beer. It was it's uh, called Refine Fool. It is an 8.2% double IPA. And yeah, 82.8.2%. So I got you beat there, Kev. It's all good. I think I've had that before. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a repeat on the old Damn it. penalties here, but it is a very good beer. I uh, I enjoyed it when I had it. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the, the can looked looks real familiar. So we're we're all doing repeats right now. It looks. Hey, like. we're in episode 44, man. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Yosh, what are you having? Well, I'm not repeating anything, but I got to tell you right now, I'm a bitch. All right, so Amsterdam Brewing. I'm having Fria Cerveza Especial. Uh, basically, it's Amsterdam's uh, take on a Corona, or that's what I'm assuming. And uh, it's only a 4.6% because uh, full disclosure, boys, I totally forgot to go to the Lickbo to get some beers. <laughs> so I'm drinking my fiancés. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, this is brewed with flake corn and lime zest, man. Okay. It's got... Aromas of citrus and floral hops. So this is going to be good. Why don't you just put it in some hot water? Well, because I might as well drink it cold. All right. Because it sounds like a tea that you're drinking, bro. It might be a fucking tea. But you know what? I got a bunch of fucking backup beers. So don't you fucking worry. All right. All right. All right. All right. And I already opened up the one that was supposed to be for the old MVP segment, which means I got to have to grab another one so I can crack that one on, on air. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Jess, you're going to start us off with some crazy news in the NFL this week. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Everson Griffin, has gone on the non-football illness list. And this is in accordance to what happened Wednesday night. Um, He's had a bit of issues with mental health to begin with, so he is now in a facility. After posting on Instagram saying that someone was trying to kill him in his house and he was freaking out. There was a lot of commotion going on 
and he had called 911 at 3 a.m. Uh, the local time there, so I guess Central. I think Minnesota's in Central. I think you're right. <laughs> you want to <laughs> challenge, but I, I want to, but I, mean, I, I think I think that's right. I'm anyways, sure you're right, yeah. And said someone was in his house and he, they need the police to come help him. Now, the uh, the nine one one dispatcher said that he had fired a gun in his house as well. He also said no one was injured. They finally got communications with him at 7 a.m. So it was quite the four hour gap. And then by 1.30, they finally got him to come out of the residency. So like it was it was all very strange how this happened. I'm waiting to read more about this, but he is in a mental health facility right now for these actions of him shooting a gun off in his house and thinking someone was in there to kill him. And I can't remember the incident before, but I know he's run into past problems of him with mental health issues. And he's taken, he's been on this non-football illness list before uh, for, for issues like this happening. And I can't help but wonder, but I think this might have something to do with CTE. Do you know what? You could be hitting the nail right on the head there, man. Because a lot, a lot of these guys have these kind of fascinations and stuff like that of people after them or their head is hurting more or less is usually the key thing, but it's definitely tied to mental health with, with CTE, obviously. And I think this might be his last go around because I think he was just signed this off season to come back to the Vikings. And so other things that happened, like he was saying, like it was his registered gun. He had bought it legally. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, he called it Dalvin Cook. They said he helped him pick it out and everything like that. Made sure all the paperwork was correct so that he could have it. I don't know what the laws are for owning a gun there in Minnesota with having mental health issues or whatever. But it's uh, uh, it's terrible because he's a good player. He's on the older side at 33, but he, he it's too bad for what uh, these are some of the issues that can happen with football. But who knows if if we'll ever know if he actually has CTE until something terrible happens, maybe. Wasn't there a, a gentleman on the uh, the Bolts, uh, Junior Sal? I'm hoping yep. I'm saying the guy's name right. You, that uh, they looked at yep. they looked at his brain in regards to the concussions. Yeah, so he, that's basically what happened. Yeah, he, he said he had CTE, and he, I think he asked for to have his brain examined. In his, Him his, or the family did, yeah. I think it was the wife or something like that did, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, either way, it was it, it was pretty crazy because he was one of those guys that sparked it all, too. He was one of the first guys. Mm. At um, least one of the first guys that made it known that he was having issues, right? Like, I'm sure yeah. it happened lots prior to that. He just... Nobody ever heard about it. You never heard about it. You just, you know, it was just part of football. You just lost a little bit of your memory or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know. well, I think it's more the constant headaches and still, you just, you know, figure that's part of, Oh, that's part of the game. I played for, you know, 15 years or whatever. I know they didn't play quite that right. <laughs> 15 year. Tom Brady wasn't uh, the norm back then, but, but in either way, it's, uh, it's, it's sad. And hopefully, I, I mean, Either way, what, no matter whether it's, you know, his mental health now as a result of CTE or not, it's still unfortunate. And hopefully he's, uh, he is able to make it back onto a football field or, uh, or just back to, 
I don't want to say normal, but you guys know what I mean. Like just, just, yeah. Just make it back on the football field, but if he can't go, he can't go. Like it, it sucks for him to lose that pay for sure, and for his family. But mm-hmm. yeah, this guy, I don't think is right right now, right? So he's got to get some help to try and fix him. Or... Does he lose his pay when he's on the non-football illness? Or does he still get paid? I th- maybe I a portion. Know. He's got probably a portion of it because. He still, uh, yeah, he still probably is a portion of it of some sort, but I don't know. I don't know what that portion is. They can't just not pay him. Like, well, I know, exactly. like he's, he's, he, he's technically like injured in a way you could say, right? But not physically, just mm-hmm. mentally. So I would think you would have to pay him something. Sure. But let's go into some more joyous news. Thanksgiving games for this for this weekend. Uh, Thursday had three of them. Obviously, we know the Lions and Cowboys are always in it. And with that, Kevin and Josh had head-to-head in the locks. And even though this was a blunder bowl, it was still pretty fun to watch. Yep. <laughs> I didn't get to watch much of it, but uh, I did see the highlights. So when they when they when they got the lead, I seriously was going to start chirping you, Yosh, but I figured no. Do not, because you never know what's going to happen. And then I saw false start. Then I saw holding. And I was like, oh, my God. There was like the three holding is- calls in a row. It was brutal. They were at oh. midfield, and then ended up in their, like, 20-yard line. I was like, what the fuck? You're second and 30-something? Jesus Christ. They just gave that game away is what they did, fucking idiots. I mean, you kind of got to blame the coach on that, like, all these penalties that keep going on and speaking of one penalty there was a timeout that was called on the uh win a game winning drive uh dan campbell called two timeouts in a row back to back dumbass which is a penalty <laughs> you, you would think uh, being a coach you I need you more think, than 30 seconds. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, give me a minute. Like <laughs> you you would think this guy knows the rules of football. He's a head coach. And he calls timeout back to back. Well, you know what the thing is, is he's starting to call the plays there now. No wonder like what what Anthony Lynn was doing. Hey, man, he's got a tie under his name now, and he almost beat the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the offense really isn't doing that much better. He's just running the ball a lot more. It seems like he's he's given to the running backs a lot more. But it's uh, it was strange. There's like like I said, there's a lot of holding penalties, and Dalton actually had himself a hell of a game. Yep. 317 yards and a 17-yard touchdown to Jimmy Graham. He also had an interception, which not surprised there. And Josh's boy Mooney had another good game. Yeah, he did. Another over 100 yards, 123 with five receptions. Who needs Allen Robinson? I mean, he has been nothing this year. It's been kind of sad. Like, I don't know if this is him just doesn't want to play there anymore or if he's actually like deteriorating. Yeah. I'm not, I I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to play, but I think, I don't think that's going to stop him from being, you know, trying his hardest and being as the best he can be. But I just think they're kind of working him out of the game plans a bit. And they're almost like almost planning for him to be gone next year because they franchise him this year. So like maybe they do it again, but 
he doesn't want to be around. So, well, the thing is too, is he's not having a good year. So he's not gonna get paid next year. And yeah. you guys don't get the yeah compensation. Get the yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the pick called? Compensatory. compensatory. Yeah. yeah. Compensatory. Yeah. So you, you might get one, but he might be like a six round now. Mm. He'll probably still get money, but he just won't get as much because he had a horrible year. Well, I didn't think I was going to be able to take the bears more than once uh, throughout the locks. And uh, I was happy to be able to do it twice. And I'm two and oh, just so you guys know when I picked the bears. So. <laughs> You should continue picking the Bears. It's going to be good for you. I need to have a winning record, Jess. I can't keep picking the Bears. <laughs> I got to start doing fucking something here, boys. I think my biggest mistake was challenging all on at the very beginning. Yeah, that wasn't smart. <sighs> uh, so also... I mean, like, picking the Lions isn't smart either. So They, they had that fucking game. They won that game in my mind, but the penalties and the coach was just... Oh, oh, nope. They had that game. They had that game. But heading into this game, there was a report by the patch.com saying Nagy was done after this game. So he had to deal with that over his head. And Josh, do you think he would have gotten fired if they lost to the, the Lions? No, oh, he, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I think he would have. He probably should have, but uh, he won't. No. The, bear, the Bears have never let anyone go midseason. Yeah, like fired any head coach midseason. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Like, like I said, I think he should go. But, um, yeah, like you said, just it's not. It's not their typical mo. And there was, I mean, just because the fucking crowds in, you know, at Soldier and at the fucking wherever the Bulls play, I can't remember what it's called. It used to be called the Union Center, but it's not that anymore. Uh, when you when you have all these other fan bases, same fan base, but cheering in basketball, saying "fire Nagy, fire Nagy," <laughs> you know, I think them obviously the the fans want it. Uh, I do think that the media helps blow it up and for sure. That's the the media drives a lot of these these narratives, right? For sure. So, like I said, just I think he's gonna get canned at the end of the year. You might even see Pace go at the end of the year too. He is. Oh, he needs – they both need to go, I think. I think you guys need to start fresh with uh, Justin Fields. I think yeah. you, need, you need to bring in another offensive guy. Yeah, I was but, just going to say who. Do you guys have names in mind that's going to come? No. Why no. No, nothing that pops out that, that's uh, looking for. Helen Moore, maybe, from yeah, the right. da- Dallas offensive nice. coordinator. But he's only been a good offensive coordinator so far, so. Yeah. We'll and not, not even for that long either. So, But speaking of Kellamore, Dallas played against the Raiders. And they lost 36-33 in OT. After another common thing here on this Thanksgiving Thursday was a, another flag. Now, Daniel Carlson kicked uh, the 29-yard field goal in overtime after Anthony Brown's fourth Pass interference penalty kept the live drive. The kept the drive alive. Now this is this was crazy. All four of Brown's interference penalties came on a third down, and they were incompletes. But before this game, 
he had never had an interference call yet this season. He's just extra cheating today. <laughs> I mean, I saw them, and there were a couple, yeah, you can call. Like, technically speaking, if you go by the letter of the law, you can say that they're all interference, but they're really ticky-tacky, and I hate when receivers throw up their arms and fake it. And I thought Deshaun Jackson did a bit of that too. He had a big game again with the Raiders Had a big touchdown, but I, I think that maybe you should have called two. And the last one was, was iffy too. I don't know it. I like, I like hand fighting. I'm fine with that. Um, I like the bigger receivers going up and getting the ball. The Raiders really don't have that except for Braylon Edwards and Darren Waller, who got hurt in this game. He's more of a tight end, though. But this was uh, the huge issue with the Cowboys because the Raiders had just two third down conversions total the previous two games, and they were three of 13 in this one. So then they got an extra four on penalties wild yeah this was like this is a a little better than the bears lions game but it was it was blunderish too like there was definitely lots of quick three and outs and just stupid shit and i'm like what the hell is going on on this thanksgiving (laughs) i mean there this one was pretty bad to watch for penalties like we were i'm saying but both teams had season highs in penalty yards as well. Dallas, the NFL leader in penalty yards coming in, had 14 for a, a franchise record, 166 yards. Like I was saying, a lot of them were on pass interference that were these long shots. That Like in one game, you said they got 160 yards penalties in one game? 166 yards. Uh, yeah, yeah, 166 in one game? Yeah, yeah. and that was a franchise record. Like I said, man, it was just it – was, it was those pass interference calls. And the and Vegas still at fourteen for one hundred and ten, and so we, Josh and I's favorite ref, uh, Ed Hockley. This was his son. Uh, is it, I can't remember. I think it's Steve. Steve Hockley. I can't remember um, who was who was the ref in this game. And they both love both his dad and and Steve like to throw the flag so they can get some camera time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just to give us some backstory on why Ed Hockley is our favorite ref. I mean, he always makes, he makes, I don't know if they're always good calls. There's, he's definitely made some, some he, uh, borderline by ones, the, but. By the end of his career, when he retired, he was actually one of the better refs, right. I thought. But he, the, he is not very eloquent with his words, even though he's a lawyer in real, like other, aside from being an NFL referee or, or was. Uh, NFL referee so you think he'd be good with words but he would mess shit up all the time so and you know there'd be a false start and instead of saying you know it was number 79 it was the entire offensive line or <laughs> you know stupid shit like that right so, his son so Steve did that at the beginning of the year uh, again again with Dallas again I don't I think it was I don't remember who it was against but it was the Dallas and Tampa game at the beginning of the year he said the whole, start. Line. whole offensive line <laughs> there was another time with Hockley and he, he made a call and it was like pass interference or something to that effect 
And he goes, so he starts to say it and the crowd loses their shit. They start booing and he goes, now just hold on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And so of course, then the crowd quiets down and then he calls a penalty against the other team. So they ended up being like offsetting penalties or something like that. But just that he's like, he's talking to the fans to the crowd. Like you're you're the referee. Like you just say your piece and shut the hell up. Refs need need their time for sure. Well, and he had some guns that he liked to show off too, right? So he's always well, got these big muscles. And- he started that. A lot of the refs are ripped now. Yeah. yeah Mike Carey was pretty big by the end of his career, and uh, even Gene Steratore. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty big too. Uh, uh, they, I would think they would have to be pretty big, man. If they get into like a little bit of a scuffle, they have no pads. They got to be able, to, you know, to toughen that up because I can't so touch many- them. I've seen many old refs get collided in regards to like wow. a play. Incidental. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Incidental, but they got to be kind of ripped so they can actually take that. I mean, they're. I love those videos watching these refs just get trumbled over and fucking ramsacked and what have you. I mean, Jeff Triplett was old and they had Ronnie Winter. Like Ronnie they some, Winter. They yeah. had some old guys in there, man, and they were not in shape. But. So. Dak decided to wake up in the fourth quarter. He threw two, 209 yards of his 375 passing yards in that fourth quarter. His 32-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz and the two-point conversion toss to the tight end. Pulled the Cowboys even at 30 with two minutes and 54 seconds remaining. And then they went and then they both kicked field goals after that and went in overtime. So that's a big loss for the Cowboys, and the Raiders definitely needed that. We'll head over to Peter's pick. Now, he got pretty lucky with this because I don't know what friggin' the spread Vegas was thinking here, but they had a 4.5 spread at the, at the time on Monday when we decided these, and it ended up being like a 6.5. And Allen decided to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was good. Well, it was well for him to just catch it. He's like, "What? Okay, yeah, sure, I'll take it." <laughs> and then Allen throws for four touchdowns versus the Bills and the hobbled Saints for a thirty-one-six win. Pretty boring Thursday nighter, just domination. Dawson Knox got two touchdown passes, giving him the franchise best seven TDs in a single season by a tight end. Uh, he's been playing pretty good, and he's been hurt a lot too. So if he can stay healthy, he's going to be quite the tight end there in Buffalo, I think. Yeah. He's just he just can't stay off the injury report. So the Saints playing without uh, running back Alvin Kamara for the third straight game, and we're shut out for three quarters. Uh, the result could have been more lopsided had the Saints not intercepted Allen twice, once in. Once deep in New Orleans territory, when the defensive end Cam Jordan hit Allen as he threw, and linebacker Kwan Alexander made a diving catch for a fluttering ball. It was, it was what they needed, and the game was still close at that point too. But Trevor Simmons is not the answer, and I'm thinking Taysom Hill is going to be starting next week. Oh yeah, I think this the uh, Simeon. Uh, experiment is over for sure. Or semen, or uh, what the fuck is his name? 
It's Semyon, but Semyon. yeah, it's, it's spelled semen. It's also mm-hmm. Semyon. We have two Semyons, one in fucking Blue Jay Land or not in Blue Jay Land anymore. Mm-hmm. And this guy. But like he didn't, he, he doesn't have a minute to receive it. Camaro wasn't there. I can't, I know uh, Ingram was hobbled. I don't know if he even, re- I can't remember if he played or not. I, I turned this one off because was, I was like, okay, Bill's got this. And it was Allen's third game in four in which he had multiple turnovers as well. And the other ones were losses, as Josh has alluded, because he's in his fantasy team and tells us all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, uh, I wasn't overly happy with the two picks. And, yeah, he's been, uh, he's been mediocre uh, for the last few games. And even this one, he – he was okay. He made the right throws when he needed to, but he wasn't great. He's kind of like Stafford, just throwing a bunch of fucking. He's throwing, still throwing touchdowns and shit, but he's he's throwing a lot of. There, he's getting a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. So a big loss for the Bills and Josh's pick for the Super Bowl, uh, Tredavious White, a former LSU star playing in his home state for the first time as a pro, and he gets injured. Immediately tore his ACL, which means he will need surgery and end his season. This is huge. Yeah, man. Big, big loss. I think on the AFC side, he might be the best cover corner on the AFC side. Probably not wrong there. And uh, he's a big guy. He's not afraid to tackle either. So, yeah. And the Bills aren't even leading the division anymore. Freaking oh, Patriots are fucking Patriots, exactly. They like they have run into a lot of people at like the perfect time. Like even though the Titans beat the snot out of the Rams, uh, Billichek just knows how to play a game, run the ball, give easy passes to his rookie quarterback, and play good defense. And that's what he does. He's he's a great coach. There's there, as much as he cheats, he's still a good coach. <laughs> so they're down a game, right? From uh, Bills are down a game from the Pats. I think so. Yeah, it's just one game because they play against each other next week. Yeah, so that's a big game. It's huge. Did they play them earlier this season already? I don't think they have yet. So oh, I think wow. there's, there's still two games. I think so. Yeah. Wow, that's that. That's a huge. That's a division to watch down the stretch for sure. But Bills needed to wake the hell up, especially after. Losing Tredavious White. Yeah, absolutely, man. All righty. So, we're, oh, go ahead. I just I couldn't agree with you more. They need to get their shit together like they were playing at the beginning of the year and start winning some more games and some of these ones that are easy games that they should be winning. You know, like the Jags. Mm-hmm. Shit like that, exactly. The Rams get them next week. I hope they fucking just tee off on them just because they've been terrible. And we'll talk about. You say Buffalo plays the Rams? No. No. The Rams play the Jags, Jaguars. Jags. So, speaking of them, Mr. Injured Toe uh, swamped or beat the crap out of the Rams, I thought. This game was not as close as the score will be. They won 36 28. Rodgers threw two touchdown passes and ran one in on that gimpy foot of his. Uh, I didn't really see it affect him until like later in the game. He was limping a little bit, and he was starting to get take some shots by the Rams' D line. It was uh, 
it was a patchwork job by the Green Bay, and we couldn't get to him, and that's just brutal to me. There's a few holding calls that they get called, but holding happens on every play, so that's not a big deal, but they need to, we're paying a bunch of money. We paid a huge price to get Von Miller. We need to get sacks. We need to get pressure on big name quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and, and Von Miller had a really bad penalty near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Smoked uh, Rodgers in the head and it was an incomplete at the time and he could have easily just shoved him in the shoulder and but he decided not even to lay hands on him just headbutt him pretty much it looked like to me and I lose here on this pick yeah yeah uh-huh. happy about that yeah oh I'm winning <laughs> okay gotcha all right <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this was a silly pick by me, but I had, was just thinking that there'd be a lot of faith. I thought McVeigh would change his ways, but it was more or less the same. Bunch of turnovers happened, as per usual. And I did read this before I made my pick, but Green Bay has never lost consecutive games within the same s- season during Matt LaFleur's three-year coaching ten- tenure there. Hmm. And I, I they also had... I also saw, I think they were undefeated at home and they obviously continued doing that. And the Rams are a warm weather team. They're not a cold weather team, but I was just trying to show my faith and it was a bad pick. You done fucked up. I done fucked up. But it is what it is. And I I could have seen this at the beginning of the season, them losing to them, but I thought because they lost to them in the playoffs that they'd have a bit of a revenge game. It was not the case. And they've dropped their third straight game and continually made their mistakes to create scoring opportunities for Green Bay, which scored 16 points off of three LA turnovers. And that's LA's problem. They keep spotting points for the opposing team. They went down 14 nothing against... The Titans, they went down 14-0 against San Fran, and now they gave a bunch of points to Hackers. Like, that's not winning football. Stafford still had a pretty good game. A couple of splash plays. He also lost a fumble. And another pick six. He had a 79-yard touchdown to Van Jefferson, which I think is the longest touchdown since 2013 for Stafford. And during this losing streak for the Rams QB, he's committed six turnovers, including throwing five interceptions, three of which were in turn for pick sixes in the last in the last three games. And Stafford's three pick sixes are the most in NFL this season, and he's the first quarterback to put together such a streak since Matt Schaub went four <laughs> straight games throwing a pick six in 2013. Uh, Matt so Schaub. That's, so the same year that he had that a decent touchdown, he's throwing all these picks. And like I said, I I blame like as bad as Stafford's playing. I still put this on McVay. He he's getting too pass happy as per usual. He started the game perfectly. I was like, oh my god, he's run the ball. He ran the ball twice, got a first down. I think we got a five and a six yard carry, and then went pass, 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 and punted. <laughs> Fucking drives me insane. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on uh, against 
Tampa Bay and Indianapolis, there was a guy that had a, a hat that said, run the damn ball. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> and I was like, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it is and, funny. I saw that the meme had like two pictures of him. One where he looked grumpy because they must have been passing. And then the next one, he had a big smile on his face because he must have been running. <laughs> oh, that game. Oh, Indy fucked up so bad. They had that game too. I think there was like a period of like 22 straight plays where they didn't give Jonathan Taylor the ball. And that's when Tampa Bay came back. 22 plays, 22 plays where they they didn't give him a single target or a a touch of any sort. That's crazy. I know. Like he's easily the best running back right now. Like without King Henry, the stats are saying he's the best guy. I mean, like, the only like for MVP, it's tough to pick anyone right now. Maybe Tom Brady, but you gotta throw I think uh, Taylor in there. For sure you do. Like Tom Brady is not ha- like he's having a great season. Don't get me wrong, but he's been he threw another interception today, and the Colts let him in it because they kept going passing with. Which what I get, I understand. Like it's tough to run on Tampa. I understood the logic, but as soon as they went back to Taylor, they started they they started doing well again so it's just it, it blows my mind when coaches overthink things and it tends to happen with offensive coordinator or offensive got coaches which pisses me off but then on the other side you get defensive coaches that just just want to run the ball too much and not pass at all so it's or at least that's how jeff fisher was but odell scores his first touchdown with a 50-yard bomb from Matt Stafford, and it ends up being his first touchdown since October 4, 2020. He'd gone 10 games without a receiving TD. I had turned this game off until Josh told, sent me a message at OBJ, and then <laughs> I turned it back on, and the Rams actually had a chance to get back in this game. but And the defense showed up at the end. They stopped them three times in a row, and then the offense sputtered out again. So, again, lands on McVay to me, but... Also, huge thing is apparently there's this huge rumor that, well, there's no uh, concrete evidence to this yet, or no one's admitting to it, but Stafford apparently has like chronic back issues, elbow issues right now, and you could see it on the first couple series. He was thrown behind receivers and stuff like that, so I think there is a little bit of concern there, and I do think that report might have be that he's in a lot of pain, and McVay continues to throw the ball as much as he does. It's going to wear your boy out. Yeah, that, well, that's that's the thing, right? And the funny thing is, is like Stafford throws, yeah, he's kind of, he's had a lot of issues with turnovers even in Detroit. But the common theme here is whoever's quarterbacking for the Rams, they're throwing the ball over, so with McVay, at least, with um, even John Wolford last year, his first uh, pass was intercepted, and he never threw a touchdown pass either. So, I don't know. Just I I don't want to get rid of McVay because I think he's a great play designer, but I think he should give up play calling. But that's just me. You have to tweet the Rams. Tell them that. Oh, it's all over Twitter. They want want someone – because they think that he's 
he's getting into his own head, but he's also a superstar coach, so he can do that. But they got beat by a guy that has COVID too. <laughs> he's got an <laughs> immunized pinky toe. <laughs> So our locks, Peter's up two games now at nine and three. I'm at seven and five. Josh is at five, back at 500 and Kevin is at five and seven. Well, you know, guys, there's one thing that is going to happen eventually. The sun will definitely shine upon me to give me some more, you know, wins. So with that being said, Josh, how are the suns going? I mean, the sun will come out tomorrow. And in the NBA, the old Phoenix Suns are still on a streak. So they have defeated the Brooklyn Nets 113 to 107 on Saturday night, which extended their winning streak to 16 games, one shy of the team record, which was set in 2006-2007. They're killing it. They are. They're doing phenomenal. They are looking like the team that was in the uh, finals last year. I know, and I kind of wish I was going to pick them, but both you and Pete went west, so I was like, well, I'm going to go east then. Just stuck to my guns. Sounds like an excuse to me. Bacon or Pete, guess who just showed up? What? (laughs) Punctual Pete shows up. (laughs) Right on time. Well, it, wasn't this the start time we agreed on? What the fuck's going on here? Something like that. Sorry, man. <laughs> Started without you. Looks like I missed the fucking best part, though. Thank God for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I came in right after we went over the scores of the locks. Yep. What? What's yep. that about? Well, should have been here on time. Damn. It's okay. I'll extend the lead another game next week. <laughs> then I can really chirp. Oh, fuck. All right, Pete, before I continue on with the NBA, why don't you tell us what you're drinking? Well, since I dominated the last week after losing two weeks in a row. Don't do it. I figured I'd go with a very manly beer this week. Don't do it. You're going to lose. So I've got a, a long slice brewery. It's called a Princess Clementine. Clementine <laughs> Sour. <laughs> This is going to be and less than my fucking beer. And it's, it's only 5%. Oh, oh fuck. I'm still Josh the bitch. Still the bitch. <laughs> Yo, she lost to a beer called Clementine. Princess. Yeah. Princess Clementine. Sorry, man. It's all right. I'm enjoying my uh, Fria Cerveza Especial. All right. Well, welcome, Pete. Uh, as you may or may not have known, we just went through the NFL and we're just jumping here into the NBA just to catch you up a little bit. Sounds good. Sorry, I couldn't be on time today, boys. You're passively early, sir. Uh, challenge is late. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. All right. So, uh, as we were saying, the Suns kicking ass 16 game winning streak. They will host the league best Warriors on Tuesday to try and uh, tie the team record, as we mentioned in 0607 of 17 games. Should be uh, should be a great fucking game tomorrow night. By the time you guys hear this on Wednesday, you'll already know who won. Let us know. 
should be a good one though. Definitely one that uh, I'm going to watch, even though it'll be uh, a late one. That's okay. Uh, now last week we had talked about LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart getting in their uh, scuffle and LeBron claiming that uh, the, the hit on, on Stewart was completely unintentional. Uh, both players were suspended and I just, just wanted to, to follow up on that. So LeBron got one game, Stewart got two games because he was a crazy man running around trying to fucking <laughs> attack everyone after. And apparently after the game, LeBron tried to get Stewart's digits to apologize and tell him that the hit was inadvertent uh, with uh, to no avail. I guess uh, my understanding is Stewart probably didn't want to hear about it. Uh, from LeBron so they said uh, go fuck yourself and and now they played last night and to my knowledge there was no real issues uh, I did see a three ball uh, LeBron put up a three and put it down and he kind of just looked at the bench uh, but there wasn't anything crazy going on there so it was uh, definitely one and done I thought for sure I think we all thought there might have been some fireworks uh I was fucking hoping game. for it. Yeah, I was definitely hoping for it. And all the only thing that happened is when they um, announced Stewart, they booed him. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Boring. Yeah. So we didn't get another fucking scuffle or fucking fight or anything, which would have been awesome. Fist fight in basketball would be cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when fucking Ron Artest at the time? I think it was Artest. I don't think it was World Peace yet, but... He, he jumped up into the fucking stands and he was fighting with the fucking fans and shit. Oh, fuck. That was good times. It's <laughs> good times. I remember watching that on, you know, the highlight shows or whatever. And like, what the fuck is going on here? The fucking players are beating the shit out of fans. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got some more LeBron news. This really didn't happen just this week. It's, you know, been ongoing for a long fucking time, but uh, when I saw this uh, this stat and streak here, I, I thought this was definitely worth mentioning, even though you guys know I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I mean, LeBitch fan. So, uh, But he has scoring 10 points or more in a game, consecutive games. LeBron James has 1,051 games, and that's fucking insane. Consecutive games scoring 10 points. Now he leads all, all, all active players and all players all time. So it was, uh, I believe it was sometime in 2020 when he actually hit the thousand mark, uh, at, but past Jordan along the way, Jordan was number one at 866 and, and LeBron's got 1051. That's fucking crazy. It's a lot of games scoring at least 10 points. So that's, that'd be the all time stuff with Kareem. Uh, 787 at third place that's that's just insane like talk about fucking consistency yeah yeah man he he's a good player like as much as we give him a lot of <laughs> shit he's a fucking one of the best ever right 100 yeah. percent. he really is he's still number three in my books but he's uh like you know overall ever for me number three but like i said jesse he's a great player and it's yeah. We, we like to give him the gears and we chirp him a lot but he is good and he, he's uh obviously first ballot hall of famer no question about it i mean I, I, what's weird is not seeing on here is russell westbrook on the active one at least i, I would have thought that for sure he would have been on there yeah and he may be maybe under um the number four guy 
but uh, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't look into it that much. I figured I figured three guys would be enough for you guys to uh, to realize how dominant he's been for the active streak. So, again, James, 10, 51 games. The next guy who doesn't play, obviously there's ga- these are games that you actually play like or start or play any minutes in because uh, Kawhi doesn't play that often. But, uh, <laughs> he starts the game. He just can't finish it. <laughs> fuck, not lately. Fuck, he's still nursing that fucking knee injury. Anyway, so Kawhi is the next best with 175 games with 10 or more. Zach Levine, 124 games. Or Luka Donicic was uh, number four with 117 games, 10 points or more. So, uh, again, lots of consistency out of these guys, but not nearly as fucking long as, uh, as LeBron. Um, one other thing that I don't have on our list here, boys, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Enos Cantor of the Boston Celtics. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he, he changed his name. So he became a, uh, or actually today, I believe, Monday, he is to become a uh, American citizen. But he changed his name from Enos Cantor to Enos Cantor Freedom. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure why he did this. I just read the headline. I didn't really get into it too much. I just thought it would be worth mentioning that for some reason he changed his name right before becoming an American citizen. Because America, freedom. Freedom, exactly. So, so yeah, Enos Cantor, freedom. It's like meta world peace, right? <laughs> All right. And uh, because we stole one of my. Uh, topics for the old MVP. Uh, a little foreshadowing that it's an NBA player. <laughs> uh, we're going to get right into the Raptors report. So they were one and uh, two on the week. They won against Memphis, lost to the Pacers, lost to the aforementioned Boston shitty Celtics. But it turns out it's the Raptors that are shitty because they are nine and 12, 12th in the East. Boo. Yeah, definitely boo. Uh, yeah, they've been bad. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. They've been playing like they should be playing, right? At the beginning of the year, we were all excited. No, this is uh, this is the way that they're you know this is the level that they're at right now. So um, now, one thing that's pretty crazy is the East to position seven to twelve are only two and a half games from between seven and twelve. That's that's pretty good. So there is still time that they can, uh, you know. I know it's early, about a quarter way through the season, I believe. They can they could still put put some uh, wins together and uh and move up into into a playoff spot being that they're only two two positions out of one at this point so lots of basketball to play pascal has been playing fairly well since coming back uh, it's been nice to see have a little bit more leadership with uh freddie van vliet and actually one guy that uh one veteran that won't be leading the team too much is goran Dragic. he's going to be taking a leave of absence from the team to attend a personal matter and there's no timeline on his return. Um, this is, uh, you know, they, they haven't given much detail on what this personal matter is. Regardless, you know, Dragic hasn't been playing a whole lot. So I, know. Um, I really don't think this is going to affect the Raps too much. Obviously the leadership and some of that back-end depth uh, is gone. But I he wasn't playing. Exactly. I think he's, they're going to be fine. I How do you feel? How do you feel about that trade now with uh, Lowry? Well, I mean, I never thought Drogic was going to be a big piece of it anyway, Um, especially right after the trade was made. He said he didn't want to play here. 
He said, this is not the, the place for him. So, yeah. you know, and I, I, I'm wondering if that's part of this personal matter. Like, does he just want to live in fucking the U S somewhere? And he's like, I'm trying to find myself a fucking trade or so, you know, I mean, I doubt that's what it is, but I, I, I don't know. I think when cold. it comes down to it, it's going to be the picks that are going to be uh, to turn around for, for, and we'll find out, you know, who wins that trade. But we uh, didn't get any picks for, for Larry. Was Precious in that trade? Precious was in that Precious. trade. It was Precious and and Rodic. Like I I at the time when they made that trade, like I said the same thing. I was like, we need picks, man. Like I wish we got some of those. But and I wasn't a big fan of Dradix. But Precious is like he he's a big guy and he's young, so like I'm okay waiting on him. He hasn't been playing too hot. He needs to stop shooting, I think. He just played defense. The whole Raptors need to play better defense they've been that's what they're supposed to be and they were at the beginning of the season and now they're playing they're getting out and shootouts like they can't win those yeah they're definitely not playing to their uh to their forte you know they're like I say they're they're doing a lot of uh chasing and and trying to catch up with three balls and you know we can hit some but we're not gonna hit we're not Steph fucking Curry <laughs> you know we're not gonna hit everyone well, they're not winning defensive rebounds either. They're pretty poor in that aspect. They're allowing a lot of offensive rebounds, and it's just, I don't know. I think Nick Nurse needs to fucking wake these guys up, and I think some of that falls on him as well, getting that personnel correct. Because ever since Siakam has come back, like, it's been, they've been playing pretty poor. Yeah, overall. I mean, they have had a bunch of injuries, you know, some minor, some more major, but you know, like Ananobi's got a hip pointer, Gary Trent Jr.'s got a calf bruise, Ken Birch's knee's still fucked, and you know, uh, Watanabe, he's been nursing a calf strain for a while and hasn't played yeah. in a fucking two miles. So, yeah, he's barely played. I think the big thing might be Ken Birch because I think that's also when Siakam came back, that's when Ken Birch went, got hurt by that knee. And mm-hmm. like he's, I think he's played a couple of times, but it's been. It's spotty for sure. Yeah, and then he gets and then he gets hurt again because he's a big guy and he's and he's the guy getting those defensive rebounds. Yep, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, Ananobi is definitely going to be a, you know, he's one of the leaders. He's one of the the. He's been tearing it up this year when he's in there, right? So he yeah. needs to get his shit together, get fixed up, and get back in, and hopefully that lights a fire under everybody else. And and Gary Trent Jr. has been fucking great, and he just needs to get healthy too. So. You know, maybe we're just in a really little lull right now because of these injuries. And hopefully we get some guys back and Nick Nurse can uh, shake some things up and maybe we can get some fucking W's and try and stay in that. Uh, I think they need to stay in the 9-10 spot all year if you're going to have a chance to get there, you know. Being in 12 and being within a couple games is good, but not good enough. I mean, like, this was an easy week. They should have. They should have gotten should have got two wins at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah. So this upcoming week, um, I don't know. Maybe they should get two again. So they are against Memphis uh, at home, against Milwaukee at home, and then they are against Washington at home. So big week at home. Where they suck. Where they <laughs> suck. <Yeah. laughs> but if there's if you're gonna turn it around, that's the place to do it. So hopefully they can. Uh, Hopefully I can get back in a roll with Memphis. Maybe they can beat them again. And then um, 
and I'll play, a, play a good solid game against <laughs> Milwaukee <laughs> and then maybe pull one out of their ass against uh, Bradley Beal on the Washington Wizards. Kyle fucking pink then sweater Kuzma. Yeah, your boy. Fuck, that guy almost made my penalty box. <laughs> fucking guy. Pete, did you see that? We were talking about it earlier. So Kuzma shows up to, to one of the games and he's wearing this gigantic fucking pink sweater. Now I could give two fucks that it's pink, <laughs> but this thing is like literally the four of us could have fucking gotten into this sweater. Like it was fucking huge. It's like, yeah. why? Why? Like, sure, it may be fashion, but. Jeez. Like we, we could have hit it and become one person, little rascal style. Hundred percent. Oh, oh, for sure. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These sleeves, his sleeves are basically down to his shin. Yeah. It was just. It was like, wow. Yeah, it was. That's brutal. that's just high fashion, man. That's yeah. that's all that is. Yeah. The '90s are coming back with all their baggy wear. <laughs> You'll see clocks hanging from neck soon. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. That's pretty much it for the Raptor report. That's pretty much it for the NBA boys. It was a pretty normal week. Uh, I guess Kev, actually you had mentioned one thing earlier was uh, uh, Steph Curry. He got his hundredth three pointer this season in, uh, I believe it was nine through 19 games, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, We've been tooting this guy's horn all, uh, all season or I have since I picked uh, him as the MVP and as the, uh, the Warriors to win. And uh, I don't know, we might have mentioned it last week, but I, I heard that uh, Clay Thompson is going to be back before Christmas or at least by Christmas, which is huge. Have Clay back for the second half of the year. They're going to tear it up even more, and I'm going to win some PNP points, boys. Did, did they did they play on Christmas? I think they do, actually. That'd be a huge game to bring back Clay Thompson on Christmas. Yeah, I think they do play on Christmas. Like, it might even be against the Lakers. Oh, that's a big game. But I, but I, uh, I can't remember exactly. I remember going over this when the when the uh, no, schedule I too, came but I... out. But that was a long time ago. We've had a, <laughs> we've had a lot of beers since then. <laughs> <laughs> I bet when Clay comes back, they're going to be worse. No way. No way. You want to know why? Just cause. Oh fuck. <laughs> Just calm down there. Who the fuck he's... did you take the Clippers? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it did. <laughs> the Clippers. Fuck the Miami Heat have a better chance. Yeah. No, no, hot take, hot take. They do better this season without play than with them. That's my hot take. Huh. 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 You watch. Right. Well, that'll be over pretty quick. <laughs> All right. That's uh, it for this portion of the NBA. There's still some NBA upcoming, but uh, it's on the NBA segment. It's in the who knows segment? It's coming up in just a second. MVP, MVP, MVP. This week's points and penalties MVP. I feel like he's been on here before, but I cannot confirm for sure. It's a good chance he'll be on here again. Superstar NBA player. Mr. Kevin Durant, because he has passed Allen Iverson. That's right. Allen I, not in practice, but in a game, <laughs> passed Allen I on the all-time points list. He moves to 25th all-time after passing Allen I and pushing him down to 26th. 
KD now has 24,427 points on his career. Next up is Ray Allen at 24,505, not too far behind. And a few others may be within reach. So I'll just go through what's uh, in front of him. Patrick Ewing is at 24,815. Jerry West is at 25,192. And Reggie Miller at number 21 is at 25,279. So what position do you boys think he ends at after this season? He's got 544 points so far this season already. And those players I just went through are not too far ahead. He passes Ewing. Oh, he does a lot more than that, I think. Yeah, for sure. So I looked into it and he, I mean, obviously he's hurt a lot. So, you know, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But when you look at his, uh, the points, you know, over each season, he's anywhere from on average, he's probably at 1,500 points a year. So he's already at 500. So add another thousand to that. So 25, four. So I, I believe the next guy is at 25, eight, the number 20 spot. So I, I'm going to say he ends at 21. I, I'm going to say he probably doesn't play all the games. He might get, might, probably gets hurt a little bit, sits out a little bit. So I, I'm going to say he just, just passes Reggie Miller. That's my guess. But that's again, he's, he needs to play quite a bit of ball still to, uh, to do that. Now, when he was with OKC, he was scoring upwards of 2000 points a season. So there is that, there's definitely that potential, which would rocket him up a little higher than, than even 20th. But so that's my guess. I'm going to say he ends at 21 this season. Well, I mean, he's at 544 already. When are we not even a quarter through the season, or are we? It's a quarter through is what they said. We're about a quarter? Yeah. So he's on pace for over 2,000. I don't know. I'm going to say he gets a little higher than that. We don't have the full list ahead of us here, but I'm going to say he gets into the 17 to 19 range this year. Hmm. Big hopes for fucking KD. He's a fucking all-star, man. I don't see him going to be between, like, you know, between – Oh, I'd say 22, 23. So you think he's going to get hurt, basically, and not, uh, <laughs> not, not play that much? I yep. mean, that takes not that hot. That's, uh, that could certainly happen. I'll give you that. I think he gets in the top 20 for sure. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just pulling up the full list here, which I meant to do before, but of course – my computer is going slowly. I mean, you know, they say a bad craftsman blames his tools. Yeah, I got <laughs> shitty tools too. <laughs> anybody, anybody else got this fucking thing up pulled up yet? All right. Alex English at 25, 613. And then my boy Air Canada at 25, 728. And then KG at 26, 71. And that's that's 18. Yeah, so I'm saying basically, yeah, he's going to end at 21, which is just under the Alex English. And you think just where he's going to finish? I was going to say top 20, so right behind Vince. But I'm looking at this like, like it's a quarter of the season, and if he does play like the whole season and his trajectory that he's on right now, like he could pass Tim Duncan. At 26. No way. That's too much. He's not getting yeah. 2,000 more. 
for sure. He would need 2,000 more from now to do that. Yeah. I oh, think okay. – I'm at, Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, now that we have the list in front of us, I'm going to say he passes Air Canada and slots in nicely at number 19. All right, all right. Just under 26,000 to finish off the year. Yeah, fair enough. I'm saying just over – just over Reggie Miller at 25,279. Kev says like he's going to get 35 more points and be done. <laughs> Kev's like he's got one more game in him and he's going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'll laugh if he fucking uh, if he gets hurt tomorrow for the season. Kev's right. <laughs> Woo! Watch and- him pull like a Tanya Harding or some shit like that. <laughs> Somebody comes out of a tunnel with a fucking pipe. <laughs> and it's Kev. It'll be James Harden. <laughs> oh fuck! No, if anything, it'd be it would be Irving. <laughs> I don't know. Harden's having a tough time, man. He doesn't know where the fuck to play, what to do. Like, I mean, obviously he knows what to do, but I think he's still having a tough time trying to figure out if he's a scorer, or if he's a playmaker, or what they actually want him to do. Uh, actually, he's even said stuff like that in the past that he's. He's just unsure 100% of what the Nets need him to do and what they want him to do, you know, based on who the players are on the court. So maybe there needs to be a little bit more fucking uh, communication there because he's a great player that somebody needs to uh, straighten out. All right. So basically we're all, I'm saying 21. Pete, you're saying 19. Yep. Jess, you're saying a little higher then? No, I'm I'm going with stay with my original was uh... – Top 20 just passed so top uh, 20. Alex English. And Kev thinks 25 because 35 <laughs> points from now. <laughs> He's going to get fucked up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hope not because I like to see KD play and he always gets hurt. <laughs> so it sucks when he's hurt. But oh, fuck. Well, that's pretty good for KD. He's still got a long way to go to breach the top. But he could definitely like he could do it. Thirty eight thousand at the top, like you know he's got to play. If he's, if he's doing two thousand a year, he's got to play what another six years to get close to that six seven years. But he's got to. He doesn't get hurt, right? But he can't get yeah. hurt, so and can't slow down. Yeah, yeah. so but he'll get up there. You think LeBron ends up taking it? LeBron's in third right now. You think he ends up going all the way, being the best of uh, most points all time? Yeah, he needs three thousand more. So that's yeah. a lot. That's, that's a lot. Not, but but he's got a couple. That many. He's got what one, two, three more years left still. Yeah, you know, no, obviously not at the best of his abilities. He's he's fucking old and yeah. So toss up a thousand a year. That's a fucking piece of cake. He gets ten every game. That's eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, <instantly. laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got that right, Pete. Way to fucking deduce that down, brother. Fucking math, buddy. <laughs> For KD to break the top five, he's got to pass Jordan. So that's a tough company to get into. But we'll see what comes of his career. But for now, he's our MVP. So cheers to him. Cheers. Cheers, KD. Now that we're through that, why don't we slide on into the NHL? It's some big news to start. The Canadians have cleared house. Oh, time. Yeah, I think that's a sentiment of a lot of people, is that it was about time. I think it probably would have happened in the offseason if it weren't for their uh, miracle run last year. But uh, that happened. So they obviously had to stick around, see if they 
caught lightning in a bottle or if they're actually a good team. Turns out they caught lightning in a bottle. Fuckers. <laughs> a lightning or a genie? <laughs> maybe the same uh, thing? Uh, maybe they fucking had some wishes come true. Rubbing the lamp? <laughs> <laughs> but they have fired GM Mark Bergevin, assistant GM Trevor Timmons, and senior VP of Public Affairs Paul Wilson. And Jeff Gorton was hired as executive vice president of hockey operations. It's been told to him, I understand, that it will be a requirement for the GM that he hires to be bilingual. And that really narrows it down. Like, is this very much real? Now, I'm pretty sure what that means is that Jeff is the general manager. But there's going to be another general manager below him that can speak multiple languages and be the named general manager. But I'm pretty sure for all intents and purposes, it's going to be Jeff Gordon hmm. or Tom. I was going to say, because that's definitely uh, really narrows down the the pool. The pool yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So I'm pretty sure that's what's happening here. Definitely not going to get an American GM. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Get a fucking one from France before you get one. I've heard Patrick. I was going to say Patrick Roy. Pat Roy. Pat Roy might be able to take it. Yes, Pat Roy, Kev. Pat Roy. (laughs) He has been rumored for the job. He (laughs) couldn't make it as a coach. Maybe he can make it as a GM. Probably not. Stay between the pipes. (laughs) 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 But their coach for now, Dom Ducharme, has uh, managed to hold on to his job. I don't know if that's going to change in the near future. I would guess that it probably will. Once they bring in a GM and these two, uh, Jeff and the new GM, kind of get settled and get their bearings on what they're doing here, I assume they're going to want to bring in their coach, whoever that may be. I mean, he speaks French, though, doesn't he? So He does. So they, <laughs> Who knows? They may just keep him just because they're a limited pool again. <laughs> but for now, he's keeping his job. I mean, if anything, if some if a coach was able to bring last year's team right to the Stanley Cup final, I mean, that says something about the coach, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think he's it's I don't think it's his fault that they're so shitty. <laughs> like you can only do what you're what you know, you can only fuck with the cock they gave you, right? So like, yeah. like, if if the if the upper brass isn't giving you the players, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. Exactly. You can only piss with the cock you got. I like it. No, I said you can only fuck with the cock they gave you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we didn't never, nobody ever said that this is a fucking kid safe show. <laughs> oh, fuck. So that's what's going on in Montreal. Uh, in another Canadian market, in Ottawa. Remember when they signed their uh, number one starting goalie, Matt Murray, to a Four-year, twenty-five million dollar deal last off season. Nope. nope. Well, it happened, and now he's on waivers, and that's no surprise. He's been amongst the worst starting goaltenders in the NHL for the past two seasons since putting together a eight ninety-nine save percentage in his last year with the Penguins in nineteen twenty. Put up an eight ninety-three in his first year with the Senators, and followed that with an eight ninety through six games this year. Not good enough. That's pretty bad. Barely AHL level, and he's making whatever, four point whatever, five point whatever million a year. 
I mean, again, that's still part of that, the team in front of him too. You can't a hundred percent blame it on this guy. Obviously he's not playing great, but can you blame everything on that? There's definitely going to be some defensive lapses, turnovers that he score, you know, they score on and he has no fucking chance. Obviously that's the case in, for every goalie, but in this case, you know, I mean, Ottawa's not a very good team. So yeah, for sure. What is the average goalie per year price tag? Uh, probably like three or four million bucks for a, just a regular starter, up to ten million for a superstar. But he's probably paid above average. What those numbers? No, just above average in general. <laughs> numbers aside, he's way overpaid at these numbers. <laughs> but Ottawa thought they were buying low after he uh, had a bad season in Pittsburgh, and turns out. He's going lower. It, 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 it's just low. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's not the only big name, big money player on waivers this week. Evander Kane also. It's Kevin's boy. Kevin's boy, Evander Kane. Fucking cancer of the room. <laughs> In the fourth year of his seven-year $49 million deal. So he's been put on waivers. He's about to come off his suspension for forging a COVID-19 vaccination certificate. He is now fully vaccinated. Well, with, we think. With, well, yeah. Or he got yeah, a better for it. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double check that shit. But yeah, he's on uh, he's on waivers as well. And of course, uh, we remember he had some other troubles to start this year off as well with his ex-wife and gambling. Gambling things. And it's just, it's been a bit of a year for Vander Kane. So if he doesn't get claimed to maybe a bit of a stint in the AHL, we'll do him some good, get him back on the right path. He'll still get paid his NHL salary, so he probably doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but it'll be nice to see him uh, get back on the right path and get back in the NHL here. Do you think uh, Vander Kane and OBJ use the same guy for their Vax passport? Or I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, fuck. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> or maybe yeah. one recommended. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I recommend this guy. I got the guy. I totally got the guy. <laughs> Guarantee it won't be a problem. It's got a QR code and everything, man. <laughs> they won't check. Promise. They won't check. So we'll see what happens there. But a uh, team that didn't forge a COVID-19 passport, so at least we don't think so. <laughs> maybe they did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the New York Islanders have had two games postponed due to COVID-19, or at least two games so far. And that's because eight Islanders are currently in COVID protocol. Uh, now, everything I read, this isn't um, a fault of anything the team did. It's just an unfortunate set of circumstances, as Lou Lamarillo would say. But eight of them in COVID protocol, and they had a couple games postponed. So hopefully they get over that quickly. They should, because they're all vaccinated. Uh, but this adds to a very difficult start already for the Islanders uh, after starting the season with 13 road games while construction was finished on the brand new UBS arena that's now there forever, at least for now, that they've been after for a long time. And they're currently riding an eight-game losing streak and have been outscored 32-7 to over that stretch. They are last in the Metropolitan Division at 5-10-2. I mean, do you think they just took those games off to do more practice because they suck? 
There you go. Maybe they went to the same forging guy and said, forge some uh, positive PCR tests, would you? <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need a regroup here. <laughs> are they top end uh, guys that are, are, uh, that are in COVID protocol or are they just fucking fourth liners that have, have COVID so they could practice all the top guys? Well, I have no idea. Now, was the, the Leafs played uh, at UBS Arena, was that the first or second game ever at UBS? I think it was the second. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But I remember watching and they were saying, you know, giving some, uh, you know, kind of an idea of how they how they built the, the stadium. So they did it much like their old arena where the, the seats are very much stacked on top of each other. So it's, they're very much more upright as opposed to, you know, on a bigger angle. So the fans are right on top, even the, t- even the, the upper levels are right kind of right over top of the, uh, the rink. And I guess that's supposed to make it louder as well as the low ceiling height, which is supposed to make it louder uh, to help out the Islanders. And at this point they can use all the help they can get. <laughs> they so. need it. They need it. <laughs> that is tough though. 13 road games. You don't have a home, you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's tough. So yeah, yeah, it's for sure tough to start on the road, especially like coming into the season. They were one of the favorites for the cup too, so you know that's that's a tough go for them. But yeah, fuck them, they're in New York, so yeah, exactly. Yosh, do you know if they ever postponed any NBA games for COVID yet this year? Offhand, I don't, but I don't think so. I thought this was a thing of the past now. I thought they were just going to plug ahead now. Well, I think when you have eight guys, that's a lot. Like, you know. I mean, I get it too, but like, there's been a lot of NFL teams that have had guys with COVID, and but they, they said at the beginning of the year they're not rescheduled. They're pretty much not rescheduled unless there's like a pandemic happening. I guess at eight players, it might be a pandemic, but. Well, eight, eight of 25, right? Like, it's pretty sure it's just 25 man rosters. So. Yeah, 23. Like, 23, yeah. So eight guys is quite a bit. So What did Ottawa have, though? Because I know they missed three games as well. Ottawa had like a, a shitload of people on their their uh, list. Well, they just suck uh, in general. They're just trying <laughs> to give the Islanders a chance. Maybe, maybe the Islanders took notes and were like, <laughs> you know, they sucked and they, you know, they had their little issue. So maybe we'll do the same thing and get some games postponed here and see what we can do. I don't fucking know. Anyway. The Islanders suck, and they're in COVID protocol. Hopefully, they can come out of it and get back on track. So positive, Pete. Uh, I try to be. I'll be positive, Pete, next fucking episode. <laughs> so, our Temi Panarin is fined the max allowable under the CBA, which is five grand, by the way, for throwing his glove at Brad Marchand while the two <laughs> were chirping each other on on opposing benches. Funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you can't do that. But you can, like as Jesse said earlier, but you can throw a fucking punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can throw fisticuffs at these guys, but you throw a glove and you get fined. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what don't you understand? This thing is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get some consistency in this league. <laughs> yeah. So apparently Marshawn was John Adam and he couldn't understand most of what he was saying. But then apparently he started talking about Russia and that sent Pernemi, Artemi Panarin over the edge. <laughs> and uh, that's what led to the glove tossing. Oh, see, I thought I heard that it, it had something to do with his wife. 
or his no, girlfriend I didn't, I didn't hear that that's what i heard <laughs> that would get a fucking glove in the face real quick too <laughs> this was actually this was i had like four or five candidates for my penalty box this week and i was thinking about this one but it just it wasn't as good as some of the others so so i, yeah. let, it, I let it go same thing this was a candidate for mine too but there's another nhl incident that was worse so that that got its way into my box but you'll you'll find out soon bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so the florida panthers interim head coach andrew brunette says that ovechkin is the second greatest goal scorer of all time which is you know decent compliment for sure it is. Second only to Gretzky. You know, it's not bad. But of course, if you're Alexander Ovechkin, having the year he's having, you're taking that to heart a little bit, I think. So this was before a Capitals-Panthers game on Friday night. And just like Michael Jordan, Ovechkin seems to have taken that personally. Because he came out in that game and he put up a hat trick. <laughs> Telling you, man, he's gonna fucking he's gonna do it. Like you can't stop him right now. Can't stop him right now. He has 19 goals and 18 assists through 22 games this season, which is which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. But only good for number two in the Rocket Richard race. It's the number one. It's a guy in Edmonton who has 20 goals along with 20 assists through only 19 games. He's the first Oilers player not named Gretzky to score 40 points prior to the 20-game mark in a season. He's also the first NHL player to record 40 points through 19 games since Mario Lemieux scored 44 and Yarmie Yager scored 41 in the 95-96 season. You guys obviously don't know who I'm talking about. Of course, man. Who am I talking about? Fucking... Uh... Shit, it's obviously Leon, but I was, <laughs> there was, yeah, it's Dreisaitl, but no, there was a, fuck, there was a movie about Leon, I can't remember what it was, was that's what I was going to call him, Leon the Punisher or something like that, <laughs> but, <laughs> the professional, Leon the professional, that's what it was, but it's definitely, definitely Dreisaitl. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't fall into my trap of thinking it was Connor McDavid, but no, it is Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, we may not follow hockey as much as you, Pete, but we're not stupid. <laughs> well, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Leon Dreisaitl. And when asked about uh, his pace, he commented, you expect me to score 82 goals this year? That's not going to happen. Obviously, playing with 97 makes it a lot easier. A lot more free ice out there with him. But I don't expect that of myself. That's not anything that's realistic, I think. It's definitely not realistic. But Stays humble. Down. Yeah, I mean, super humble. I don't know how humble that is because he's absolutely right. There's no way he's it. Hey, man, <laughs> when you take on four ice uh, skaters, like you only have one to deal with. <laughs> that's that's fair. Connor's got four. You only got two more, <laughs> and you got three other teammates to pass to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Leon Drysdale having himself a hell of a year. Guys like Matthews with ten goals through whatever, 20-ish games. Not bad. On pace for like 40 goals. Not even top 10 in the Rocket race this year. Yeah, and he's he's a few games behind too, right? So Yeah, because he missed a couple. Yeah. yeah. And he for sure, like how many games did he miss? Three? Yeah, he would have scored eight goals there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. 
I mean, one would be four, another one would be four, and then he'd take me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my god, you guys sound like true Leaf fans here. <laughs> We're obviously being fucking facetious. Anyway, moving on to the Leafs update. They are now 16, 6, and 1 for good for 33 points and first in the Atlantic Division, Ooh. finally. After a brutal start and the Florida Panthers off on a great start, they have been trailing just behind them for the longest time, all of November, it seemed. But after a 3 0 trip in Cali for the week, they move into first. And this November is the winningest month in the entire history of the Maple Leafs with 12 wins. Never happened before. They made this record with 11. They're now at 12. Hell of a month. And shows you how bad their start was that they only moved into first place in the division with this last win. Do they play tonight or tomorrow? No, not to Wednesday. So they can't get up to 13? No. No, they cannot. Watch December come and they just fall apart. Yeah, you wouldn't be outside the No, no, you're mistaken <laughs> that for fucking April. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the obvious. <laughs> so they also tied a franchise record with seven straight road victories. Uh, so they can break that record. Obviously, because that's not bound to a month. But we'll see if that happens or not. Now Alexander Kerfoot played his 300th NHL game earlier this week that's pretty impressive don't you think love it yeah it's not that impressive <laughs> no especially when you consider that jason spezza it is 1200th game the same week now that's impressive yeah that's a lot of games that is a lot of games jason spezza just keeps on going gotta love him i mean you don't have to no I you mean- do you didn't love him before a couple of seasons ago, right? That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count to his 1,200 games. <laughs> no, it, counts, it counts for the games. <laughs> you just didn't have to love him then. You do now. He was definitely a tough guy to love back in the day, man. When he's oh, I, I used to hate him. Me too, man. I hate him. Me too. With a passion. Now I love him. With the same passion? No, he probably hated a little more back in the day. And I do love me Spezza. He's got some uh, vintage leadership happening on this group. Playing for league minimum. What's not to love? Does all the dirty work. Yeah. He's actually usually, at least while he's been a Leaf, he's been playing great. He's been like their fifth, I think, leading scorer while he's been playing outside the top four. I mean, he was pretty good everywhere else, too. Thing is but he's, he's not expected. <laughs> he's not expected to be the goal scorer, so he could just let loose and he can just play his game, and then good things happen. When you're not trying to score, good things happen. Right? Yeah. When yeah. you're the guy that has to score every night or put a point on the board every night, that's a lot of pressure, and it doesn't happen. So I think he's just relaxed. He's a billion years old, so it's just like, oh, this is, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're just playing shinny again. I've done this yeah. before, so that's you know things are. The game is real fucking slow for Spezza. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it goes real slow. Is that because of age or is that <laughs> both? Experience wise, everybody else looks like they're going slow, but age wise, he's going really slow. <laughs> Still has a cannon of a shot, though. He does. I mean, like you had 
Matthews commented on that shot that he uh, scored that nice little wicked, you know, bar down kind of shot. It's a beauty. He's one of the cannon. He's one of the few forwards still in the game that uses a slap shot. Not many do. Bitches. Maybe on one timers, but he'll just fucking rip a half clapper. No big deal. He's he's too slow to be taking a wrist shot. He's got to hit it with a slap shot. <laughs> he's got carpal tunnel and can't do wrist shots anymore. <laughs> now you're just being mean. <laughs> it's all that hatred that we that everyone still has for him. <laughs> well, big week coming up against the Avalanche, and then back to back road games against uh, the Wild and the Jets on the weekend. And that's all I've got for the NHL. Are those all on the road, all at home? or I guess they can't really all be at home because the Raptors are at home. Yeah, the Avalanche is at home. The two weekend games are on the road. Well, look at them. Yeah, Good chance to extend that road winning streak. So why don't you let us go know what's going on in the Major League Baseball? Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Might> as well. <laughs> so. I mean, other than signings and one trade, there's been fuck all going on, but that's all there is for uh, for the offseason. So uh, there was been a bunch. Uh, these are kind of the bigger name guys. Just going to go through them quickly, and then we'll go back through and we'll chat about a few of them. So relief pitcher Anthony Discalafini resigns with the Giants, three years, 36 milli. First baseman Eduardo Escobar signs with the Mets, two years, 20 million. He was from the Brewers previously. Uh, relief pitcher Kendall Grayman signs with the White Sox, three years, 24 mil. He was from the Asterix. Starting pitcher Andrew Haney signs with the Dodgers, a year, eight and a half million. Played last year for the Yanks. Relief pitcher Aaron Loop signs with the Angels, two years, 18 million from the Mets. Uh, this is a big one here. Center fielder Starlin Marte signs with the Mets, four years, 78 million. He was from the A's. Uh, Ex-Blue Jay starting pitcher Steven Matz signs with the Cardinals, four years, 44 million. Starting pitcher Michael Walker signs with the Red Sox. Uh, no details on the uh, length or financials. Starting pitcher Corey Kluber, same deal. No uh, no info on the length or the, uh, the cash, but he signs with the Rays. Byron Buxton reportedly signed. He's an outfielder. He reportedly signs a long-term deal with the Twins. Again, haven't heard on... Uh, time or cash on that massive fucking contract for a young guy shortstop wander franco who if you remember back in the day i thought played outfield i thought he was an outfielder yeah (laughs) fuck you bobcats and (laughs) (laughs) so he extends with the rays on an 11 year contract 182 million this is going to be bargain i was that's what i was going to say this is fucking cheap yeah for sure this is this this is uh Tampa Bay Rays 101. These yep. get guys cheap, and they that's a fucking steal. 100%. And 100%. Can't, uh, can't agree more there. He's, it might seem maybe a little expensive this year, maybe next, uh, or this coming year and the following, but once he really comes into himself, he's, this is going to be insane cheap. Next up, outfielder Mark Conha. He signs with the Mets two years, $26.5 million. He's also from the A's, so you get Conha and Marte, who are both playing for the A's last year, both going with the Mets shit for my fucking fantasy team because uh, <laughs> they were on opposite teams at the beginning of the year. Then they joined up with the A's and now they will fucking go to the Mets. So I'm going to have to do something here in my fantasy league. But anyway, uh, outfielder Avazal Garcia signs with the Marlins four years, 53 million. He's previously played with the Brewers. 
Shortstop slash second baseman Marcus Semyon signs a big contract with the Texas Rangers, seven years, seven. Oh, it's definitely not 17 million. Well, I fucking typoed that up. I, 17 like, per, maybe. Yeah, it's I think it's like 77. Or, no, it's gotta be more than 77. It's 170, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Well, uh, when we start talking about that shit, we'll we'll rehash that. I'll look it up because clearly there's a fucking typo there. And then a couple more big ones. Shortstop Corey Seager signs with the Rangers as well. 10 years, 325 million. So you got to assume that uh, Semyon's going to be playing second base because Corey Seager's a shortstop and he's a real shortstop. Not that Semyon isn't, but I put Seager there all day. And then the man who really got paid today, starting pitcher Max Scherzer, signs with the Mets. Three years, $130 million, which smashes our yearly record. Uh, for for financials and he came obviously from the Dodgers so that's Mets really made a splash the Mets went crazy in the last couple of days or last week they did it last year too but yeah they but just this year they sucked. actually got real players though no, like, they got Lindor last year yeah that's it though really like there was other guys but not that make splashes like like a Marte the Conha is super fucking consistent and then Max Scherzer is fucking massive. Like, I'll take Max Scherzer over fucking Marcus Stroman, who they got, you know, like, that's what was the one of their last big splashes in the pitching front. So, so anyway, Starlin Marte, again, that was one of the big ones. He's, he's a pretty good fucking center fielder, super consistent, steals bases, hits for average, hits home runs. Great player. Great player. I've loved him on my fantasy team. He's been He's phenomenal. a five-tool player. Yeah, 100%. Now I'm going to skip over uh, Steven Matz here because I know that's going to be a long conversation or longer. Uh, again, we touched on Wander Franco. I mean, what's, what's there to say more than that? What did this guy have like a 36 game hitting streak? Like in his rookie season, this guy is going to be good. It's going to be good for a long time. And you wait five years from now, this fucking deal is such a bargain. Like you said, Jess, this is insane, man. 182 million over the 11 years, but. Well, we talked about it earlier this year with Tatis, and he got three hundred forty million, and that that was at fourteen years. So that's it's less than this. And I like don't get me wrong, Tatis is awesome and everything like that. But it, it seems weird that Franco would sign this. Like he held all the leverage. How old is he? Is he young? Is he old? He's twenty. Like twenty, yeah. Well. Maybe that's why he's young, dumb. I mean, yeah, but you got representation it. too, man. Like, hey, what's the, guys, the agent get it? The agent's gonna get paid more if he fucking stays with him and gets him a good deal. Like, this looks like the Scotty Pippen signing, honestly. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so it's a player that's obviously worth more, but is just being, you know, coached to sit there and saying playing less. Oh, he's gonna be a long time there at a cheap, cheap rate, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's a case of a young guy seeing $182 million in his face yeah. and saying, uh, okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And as Josh just cleared up, $175 million to Simeon, and he's 31. Yeah. Well, you look, look at Seeger. He's getting paid like almost exactly double. What Franco's getting for like yeah, so he had good representation, like like, and and don't get me wrong, Seager's really really good too. Yeah, and obviously he's established. He's proven for sure, but still double. Holy shit! Like Franco should just went to arbitration or whatever, and 
and then got paid this year and then built up his resume to get more money. I mean, he's going to, he's going to play three, four years and then they're going to extend him. or, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. Baseball is not the Rays stupid won't. like fucking hockey where yeah. you can't extend a mid contract, but, but the Rays won't. They're, they're like, Oh, we got you locked, bitch. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's literally what they would say too. Like, you're, you, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And that, and that and like that's what makes me like the Rays, but even though they're in our division, but like they're fucking crude. They know their their budget isn't big, and they have great scouting. They always have good young players, mm-hmm. and then they trade them away when they they think they don't have a chance, and they know that they got up and comers coming right. So that it they're a, they've always been a good team to follow. It's just it just it's just terrible that they're in our division. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they only have like five thousand fans to so fucking care. <laughs> yeah, in Montreal they would have fifty thousand every. Oh, I know night. it's really? it's they, these guys are fucking. It's because they got spring training, and then once the spring training ends, they're fucking like whatever. Florida, Florida doesn't give a shit about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mark Conha, I just mentioned him before. Two years, twenty six and a half mil. That's not too shabby. And again, super con- uh, super consistent kind of guy. I think that's a pretty good deal for uh, for the Mets, and they're reshaping their outfield because you know damn well both of these guys are starting. So he's on the older side, isn't he? Oh yeah, like he's not—I don't know exact exact age, but yeah, he's—I gotta say he's over thirty. I would think so. so. But still, I mean, between him and Marte, you're, you're not signing these guys for that kind of money, and and they're not—you know—they're definitely playing every day. Didn't Toronto just pick up a pitcher from? Uh... So Seattle? Oh yeah, uh, uh, from Seattle? No, uh, no San Fran. I think San it was Fran, Ke- yeah. Kevin, Kevin Gossman, yeah. Gossman. Yeah, I forgot to add that one on here, but again, that's Blue Jays. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, and then two guys that uh, were like again were from the Dodgers. Moving on, so Corey Seager goes to the Rangers, ten years, three three twenty five. That's a lot of fucking money, but he is proven, and he's he's fucking really good. He's really good. I mean, considering they left him at shortstop and moved Trey Turner to second base over this past year, the Dodgers did. That says a lot for Corey Seager. I I think that was more that Trey Turner can adapt and he can he's more of a utility player. He can play wherever the fuck you want him. He's I think he, I think he's better than Corey Seager. Tell you the truth, at shortstop, just a better overall. overall. I I like Seager more, but like he like he's great defensively. He's a five tool player, I think. I don't know how many steals Seager gets, but I know Trey gets a bunch. Yeah, Seager doesn't get a whole lot. Like he might get a handful, but he's not uh he's not out there to steal bases. He's he's gonna hit more home runs than he will, you know, even attempt steals. So and Trey hits uh cycles too, so yeah. He, he knows he knows how to hit the for average. I thought that uh, that the, the Dodgers might attempt to re-sign him. I guess it's the three hundred twenty-five mils uh, quite a bit, <laughs> and they probably couldn't couldn't afford that. And they do have that luxury of uh, having Trey Turner, and you know they've got Gavin Lux who played a lot of outfield last year, so he can move back into that second base spot. There's uh, Chris Taylor that oh I guess Chris Taylor is a free agent now, so. 
he won't be, uh, unless they re-sign him, he wouldn't be playing at second. But you also have Max Muncy who can play a couple different positions too. Now, he just went down with a UCL tear. So not uh, not they the also best have for that. Ga- but. Gavin Lux. I just said that. Where were you? Were oh. you listening or? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> this 8.2 is hitting me. Oh, uh, uh, fuck. So that's a lot of money for Seager. And yeah, you're going to uh, gonna get guys that say he's great and like him. You're going to get guys that say he's good, but not better than this guy. But uh, that's a lot of money. But I think he's going to, uh, at least for the first half of that, contract he'll he'll live up to his 32 and a half million a year max scherzer 37 fucking years old signs with the mets for three years 130 million that's a lot of fucking money for three years uh, jesse mentioned it earlier this man's been getting fucking paid for the last bunch of years well he's also producing too it's not like he hasn't produced yeah absolutely yep. still one of the best pitchers in the game Brown and blue-eyed guy doesn't matter. Brown and blue-eyed dude, he's getting paid. <laughs> I think that's why, Kev. Yep. They're like, you crazy. Yeah, man. We're <laughs> giving you the money. Yeah, man. You got two different color eyes. Fuck. They wanted to give him three years, $30 million, but then he looked into his eyes and they said, <laughs> oh, yeah. A hundred more. A hundred more. That's what I was thinking. It was like, why he's such a good pitcher is when the Badgers are staring at him, he stared right back with those weird-ass fucking eyes. But I think the reason is the money is so huge here is because the, the Mets sucked. And he was like, if you want me to come pay for you, here's my number. And they fucking said, sure. Show yeah. me the money. So they're building a team there. For sure. They're, I mean, they're spending a lot of money. It's looking good, like, right now. Like, so they just signed. So they got Escobar, Marte, Conha, and Scherzer. So... Escobar can play third base as he has in the past. I'm not sure what they're going to do there because he certainly isn't playing first base with Pete Alonso there. And you, like you just, you mentioned that they've got Lindor. So he's their shortstop. So maybe Escobar moves over to that third, third base, or maybe he's kind of a, he'll be third probably. Yeah. He could be like, he could play first base when, when, Alonzo needs a day off type thing. And then maybe one of their other guys, a younger kid or whoever comes up to play third base, whatever, but you know, looking pretty good for the Mets. They got some pretty solid guys. Uh, who's the other guy that I traded you or you picked up off of me a free agency or whatever in the, in our fantasy league, Jess, the Matt outfielder. Oh, Michael Conforte. No, not Conforto. He he's a free agent. That, that's why they uh, would have signed these guys. It's not Conforto. It was another guy that I that we had to deal with. I can't remember his name now. I'm just wondering if he's still playing because he'd likely be the the other outfielder. Fuck! Why can't I think? Well, of who's the second baseman? I don't know. It's on first. Pete Alonso. <laughs> Who said I, it? I guess <laughs> it's okay. It went over Jesse's head. Uh, I yeah, I guess so. Uh, like I said, this 8.2 is fucking killing me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Scherzer, the Mets, they're going to be better than they were this year. That's that's for sure. I, I'll give you that. So let's just talk about the uh, the Blue Jays or ex-Blue Jays, and then we will talk about Gossman. Uh, so Steven Matz, cards, four years, $44 million. I don't know. Would you guys would you guys sign him for $11 million a year? No. No. No, I'm fine with walking him. Let him walk. Yeah, I agree on that. Kev, what do you think? Uh, let him walk. 
whatever. I don't think he's worth that. He's not going to have, you know, over the next couple uh, seasons, he's not going to be, in my opinion, be able to back up the $11 million a year. He's never had like a real superstar season. Like, but that was the whole reason why I kept Ray was because he's ha- he can get a bunch of strikeouts right. in my in the fantasy league, right? And it finally showed up. But he's never had consistency to have that to get this money. That's like, what I think too. Yeah, big start to the season, and then he was a bit he was hurt, right? So yeah, so I, I think the cards definitely overpaid here, and I think that they're going to be uh, a little upset in the next uh, year or two, realizing that. Uh, He's probably not worth that, and he's not going to be as good as they think. That's my opinion, anyway. Uh, next, XJ, Marcus Semyon. Again, we said that he signs with the Rangers seven years, and I have confirmed it's $175 million. This is I wouldn't have given this, this money either. He was great, and the reason that he got this money was because he was great. I don't, I don't really think he's worth this kind of money. That's a lot of term. It's a lot of term for an older guy. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, the Rays are trying to build a win-now team, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, like it's, that's, he's getting 20. I said Rays. I meant Rangers, sorry. We, we know what you meant. That's why we didn't challenge you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's $25 million a year. I'd give him that for three. Maybe for three. But even that, that's, like I said, he's not getting any younger. He's worth $25 a million right now. Yeah, but in three years, in three years, is he? I guarantee you he has a down year next year. He's not going to do the same thing. He he won't do the same thing ever again. So you're paying him more money. Like, I don't know. I realize that the what he did gives him the cash. That helps him increase the value. But I don't think he's necessarily worth this. Uh, Maybe next year, but the following years, in my opinion, no, no chance. I'm with Peter. I would have given, I would have taken that for three years. Three years, yeah. Cause then he's only 34, right? So he's yeah, fair yeah. enough. So he's he's gone after that. Like, yeah, you pay him a bunch of money, but hopefully he can like the Roger Center is fucking a great great place to hit home runs and great for him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in a lineup that will, will give him the chances to get runs in and get those hitter counts, right? With the guys behind him. Yeah, I mean the thing here is for the Rangers is they've got two players. They got Corey Seager and Marcus Semyon. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, they traded Joey Gallo last year, so they don't they don't have him. But I don't know. It's uh, I would assume that the Rangers are going to make some more moves. So I am I can't even think of the other people that they got there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, and one guy who I forgot to throw actually. So two guys who I forgot Gossman on here. We'll talk about him in a second because he's going to be a Blue Jay. The next Blue Jay or former Blue Jay. Uh, rating AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray and the Seattle Mariners are finalizing a five-year, $115 million contract with an opt-out after the third season. For who? Uh, it does not say. It could be it could be both, opt-out for both. Right. So, again, this is another one that I don't hand him that kind of money. He was great, $23 million a year. He was really good, but I just can't see him reproducing anything close to the season he had last year. Always going to. (laughs) Hey, you can hope for your fantasy team, but like, let's, let's look at reality here. He, he has never done anything like that before. It all depends on how tight his pants are. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing is how crazy 
it was this season because he's in a smaller ballpark. He's in a Harris ballpark, and he did what he did. Yeah, so I mean, he was he was great for sure. His strikeout numbers were he's come close to that before. He hasn't done that before, but he's come close to that before. Like, but his ERA, the amount of quality starts we got from him, like he he was unreal. I'll agree that this was an anomaly here for sure. But like. Scherzer got a bunch of money. It's fucking Max <laughs> Scherzer. Scherzer. <laughs> it's old man Scherzer. <laughs> so I, I get you, you might get the consistency, but what if Scherzer drops off this year? Like it's gonna happen. Eventually. It's, he's got he's got like the Tom Brady effect right now. It won't be this year, probably next year. <laughs> but so would you rather have Ray or Ghostman? Well, okay, so that's next. So Kevin Ghostman signs with the Jays, five years, hundred and ten million dollars. Pretty close to the same contract. It is pretty close, actually. And they're pretty close to the same age. Do you think? Do you think they did it just just in case that Ray says no? No, I think Ray, why they grabbed this Ray, guy. No, Ray said no a long time ago. He uh, turned down his eighteen point four million dollar qualifying offer, right, right, and right. if the Jays yeah. were only willing to extend that to him, they weren't going to give him twenty five million or twenty three million a year. So. No, but that that's not the case. So they they have to. They offer him. They don't have to, but they offer him that in case he signs it. That doesn't mean they can't negotiate with him further. Well, of course. Right. But I think I think they were in negotiation with Ray and Ghostman around the same kind of contract because they got the same kind of contract. And for whatever reason, they went Ghostman for a little less money. Maybe it was the money. Maybe it was Ray wanted to go somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe they like Ghostman better. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think Ray probably wanted to go elsewhere because it was pretty much a no on the 18.4 qual offer. And then that was pretty much it. That's all. There was never any rumblings from what I heard that they were trying to, you know, talk to him and maybe sign for more. So it kind of seemed to me that, that Robbie Ray wanted out. Maybe he wanted to go to the U S for whatever, you know, I'm assuming he's an American. So maybe that was the case. And, you know, maybe a guy like Gossman, maybe he did want to come to Toronto you know, like you said, it's almost uh, it's almost the same money. I don't know. I it's it's a million dollars less per year. Yeah, whatever. Same I mean, yeah. I think we fucked up. I think we we should have just might as well paid that million dollars and 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 gotten him. He's a yeah, he's a reigning Cy Young winner. Take him back. He obviously did well here. So why screw up a big thing? Like to like to your point, Yosh. Like I don't think. I don't think they tried to go after him again after they offered him the qualifying act. Uh, I heard I heard that they did. Maybe really? I'm imagining that, but I heard that they were in talks with Ray. Well, they didn't they did it honestly didn't take that much more, so I don't I don't know why we didn't sign him. Maybe he said no and wanted to go um where'd he go? Miami? No, Seattle. Seattle. Seattle, right? Maybe He's... he wanted to go to Seattle. That's the thing is he's going to another young team. Like this is Toronto's a young team too. Mm-hmm. on the rise so it, it, it just it to me it, it seems like something soured uh, with the brass with the jays and i think they fucked up here because I, I i it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me i i don't understand why we wouldn't have paid that maybe they would have maybe he hates canada who knows i mean that's a possibility like just looking comparing their stats here like career era robbie ray's got a 4.00 gossman has a career 4.02 yeah, but they both had really good years last year. Well, still, that's that's good. I mean, like they're they're both on the rebound more or less, kind of thing like that, and trying to get paid. And we couldn't offer this to Ray. 
again, may, maybe they did. We don't know. Yeah, and maybe he just turned it down. Like, you know, career innings pitch, Robbie Ray's got 1035. Gossman's 1177, so he pitches a few more innings. But, yeah, like Ray I said. probably has more strikeouts. Let's see. They both like he's he's a strikeout strikeout guy too, but eleven sixty one on the career for Gossman, twelve ninety for uh, Robbie Ray, so two thirty six average against for Robbie Ray, two fifty seven for Gossman. So literally, these are the same pitchers. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and and it probably came down to. The fact that he he wanted to to go to the U.S. I, I got to assume that's what it is. Yeah, could be um, because of the dollar value is so close. Now, the other thing too, um, I mean, the lefty is where it's at. You you need a lefty like Robbie Ray as opposed to a righty that gives you the same thing out of Gossman. But I mean, like we had a lot of lefties <laughs> pitchers last year. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you like Manoa. Manoa was a lefty, isn't he? No. I can't find uh, this is Ryu Ray. I think Matt's was they, they had a few lefties, but now it's just Ryu Pearson. I think it's Pearson's you know, a righty. Pearson's a righty. I don't know. I like that's what they had, right? So maybe that's what they, they want to go back to righties. I who knows? I mean, like the AL is a hitter's league, right? So you'd rather want more righties in your lineup than lefties. Yeah, that's true. Why? Because there's left, left, less lefties in the league hitting lefties, and there are righties. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more righties. So in the, you want uh, you want the pitching arm to be on the same side as the batter because it's everything is a little bit tighter to you inside, mm. right? When when a lefty pitches to a right-handed batter, the ball is way out, way more out over the plate typically you, than it would be more. with a right-handed uh, pitcher. Usually, it's not a huge thing against righties against righties, but right righty hitters against lefty pitchers they usually tee off but yeah. lefty pitchers usually dominate lefty hitters yeah so basically uh it was if you're lefty pitching or hitting you're going to do better than the righty <laughs> against against the opposite is basically uh what he's getting at so I, I don't know i mean you know to answer your question of who you'd prefer I, I guess maybe robbie ray just because you know him he's part of the he's been part of the team you know, that type of thing. And the pants, man. And the pants, of course. But, I mean, you're essentially getting the same thing, right? You get, if Gossman puts up the same season next year as he did this past season, nobody's going to be complaining. If he shits the bed, then there'll be some complaints, especially if Robbie Ray lights it up again. That, that'd be bad news, bad news bears. For sure. So, right now, so you're looking at – you got Gossman – You've got Manoa. You've got Ryu. Hopefully Nate Pearson. Yeah. So there's four. And uh, you forgot somebody. Gaussman, Ryu, Pearson, Manoa. Why do I feel like there's another starting pitcher? On well, the there, there needs to be another one, but I can't think of uh, who I might be missing. Ryu, Manoa, Pearson, Gaussman. Oh, Barrios. Rio, thank you. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. So that, you know, isn't horrible. So, yeah. So if if Ryu can get back to, like, his Dodger days, then that'd be great. If uh, Barrios pitches like he has, and if Gossman pitches like he has, 
if Manola pitches like he did last year and if Nate Pearson pitches, uh, then we're <laughs> in good shape, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously injuries happen and whatnot, but. I, I think realistically, Ryu, who was the ace fucking last no, year. Number three. No, I mean the year before. Um, no, no, I mean this year he'll be number three. No, I think he's probably lower. I think he's going to slide his way right down to number five as the season goes along. Well, maybe as the season goes along, but he'll start at three or four. It's going to, de- it all depends on Nate Pearson. Yeah. Right. right. The other four guys or three guys are probably better, but Ryu probably gets the nod based on being a lefty. Uh, you know, you got you want to put the lefty more in the middle of your rotation type thing, especially if you're all righties, you want to go. I mean, no matter what, you're going to run like three or four games, ready, 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 depending on what you've got. Oh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. They've they've definitely stacked up their lineup, uh, their pitching lineup a bit here, which is uh, what we needed to do. As we had spoken before, that uh, there isn't a whole lot on the the rest of the field that they need to upgrade. The field is pretty stacked. You're uh, you need a second baseman and you need a third baseman that can hit. And then yeah. you need some relief pitching and maybe one of the 18 fucking closing pitchers that we had last year can pitch and do something too. Right. So, although I don't know, I, I think maybe only one might be coming back, but yeah. well, they signed Yami Garcia too. Right. Yeah. Yimmy. Yimmy. Yimmy Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, so far so good. We're obviously still early in, in the off season and Hopefully, uh, hopefully these BJs can can keep on signing some good uh, good top end players, or uh, or good top end prospects. And and uh, like I said, we're going to need a second baseman. So at this point, I, I got to assume it's Biggio at this point. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now I did hear there were some rumblings that maybe the Jays would be interested in a guy like Seager, and then they would talk to Bo about moving to third. Uh, obviously, that's not the case anymore. But uh, th- that would be a potential. Um, I wouldn't like that. Why not? I mean, Bull is not the guy that's hitting, you know, 40 home runs as a third baseman, but. I don't know if he really has the arm for third either. He, he doesn't, but he doesn't have the skill of a shortstop either. So I'd yeah. rather have Seager there. I mean, if anything, I'd put Bo at second. That's too, yeah. And I put Biggio back at third. Yeah. Or did you put Espinal? Defensively, Espinal, but. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Biggio's see... fucking offensive numbers were horrible last oh, I year. Know. Yeah. That's why he did a lot of time down in the AAA. So. Yeah. You hope they both uh, take a step forward in the season. Of course. At that yeah. point. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go after a third baseman some, yeah. somehow this offseason. I agree. And hopefully some more solid ass relief pictures. Like, you know, we were okay. You know, we had some shit times. We had some good times from the relief, relief pictures, <laughs> but. Um, hopefully they can get some guys that are consistent and we need a, we need a closer, a real shutdown closer. Well, you know, like I, I think Ken thousand miles Giles is still on the lineup too, though, isn't he on the team? He had, he missed the whole year or fucking most of it. That I'm not a hundred percent sure on. I think Romano is going to be the closer. He very well could be. And that's not horrible by any stretch. Um, I did hear maybe the Jays would be interested in a guy like Kenley Jansen, uh, which I don't know, like he's old as fuck, but he's still pretty good. So uh, now from what I'm reading here, uh, it will be, lo- it's looking like Romano is going to be the closer. 
you know, there's still some guys in there. Like I'm just reading, look, who was pretty fucking good. Uh, Adam Simber there. He's a submariner. Trevor Richards, Trent Thornton, Barucky, Merriweather, you know, so there's some guys there. Now some are, you know, in arbitration years and, or what have you, but I think they still need to get, get Romano a little bit of help in the pen. Yep. And now the only other thing news in MLB was a trade that happened with the Seattle Mariners and the San Diego Padres. So the Mariners are acquiring second baseman outfielder, Adam Frazier in a trade uh, going to San Diego will be hard throwing lefty uh, reliever Raymond Kerr and outfielder Corey Rozier. Fraser turns 30 in December. He was an all-star last season for Pittsburgh, uh, which Pittsburgh dealt him to the Padres. And he's in line to play a super utility role, especially if Seattle can sign a big name free agent infielder. Nothing crazy here, but it's always good to have one of those utility role kind of guys. You know, a lot of them, I remember um, Marwin Gonzalez for the Astros. He was, I mean, he's not overall hasn't been very good in the last couple of years. He's been shit, but he, uh, he was really good in their, in their world series runs. A guy like that can help out a lot. You know, Chris Taylor was kind of like that for the Dodgers. He can, he can play fucking anywhere, you know, so put him there and wherever you need. And he's a guy that, uh, that can help you out on off days Another guy, you know, maybe a couple of years ago that was like that was uh, Lourdes Gurriel. He played a lot of second. Uh, then they feel figured out that he wasn't that good at second. They tried him all over the place. He ended up out in left field, and he's been fucking a superstar out there. But but he started when he came in because he didn't have a spot that uh, he was pretty much a utility guy. And every team needs at least one utility guy, 100%. And he's... Utility guy here for the pros is the equivalent of your rotator on your uh, slow pitch team. You know, the guy that plays every position and, you know, like the only difference is sometimes your, uh, your utility guy, or your rotator in slow pitch is uh, usually a mediocre player and he's just not good enough to play a full-time position. That's <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I've been a rotator for many, many years. I pitch now, so <laughs> no, not so much, but <laughs> anyway, uh, other than those, uh, some of those big signings, a bunch of those happened today, and I was going crazy uh, at work, taking screenshots on my phone. I'm like, fuck, I got a lot of shit to update tonight before the before the show. But so that's it for uh, for the MLB. We got a lot of snow to get through before we get to uh, get to plan again, which sucks because I love baseball. But I gotta wait. I gotta wait, and I gotta wait. And until or while I wait, I'm probably gonna watch some ladies hockey, right, Kev? Uh, not so far. I mean, December 4th is the next time they're going to be playing. I mean, oh, there's no other games until then. So I can't watch right now. Not right now. Not until the 4th. But I am, we'll be putting the standings, though, in regards to it. The uh, Boston Pride's in first. Toronto 6 is in second. Metropolitan Riveters is in third. Connecticut Whale is in fourth. Whale. Minnesota Whitecaps are in fifth. And the Buffalo Buttes. That's a beauty. But they're number one in our hearts. <laughs> Just because of the name, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the rest of them suck. Connecticut Whale is the second best one. Whale! For sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, we all had that uh, big, huge hype in regards to this match with uh, DeShumbo and Brooks Kepka. I watched it. 
wasn't all that, you know, spectacular. Sleeping. Yeah. Now, the feud might be settled uh, once and for all. Kepka won the fifth edition of the match on Friday. Now, Phil Nichols. I was going to say, I don't think the feud's going to be settled. I still think they hate each other. And next season, PGA season, you're still going to see them going on each other. Oh, they'll do definitely, hopefully, more chirping that you'll hear there than you did on this match. Oh, maybe. Like, Kepka's not going to give up his hatred of him fucking doing all the analyzing and doing this, that, and the other thing. You know, he's still going to hate him for doing that. So, and, and his steel cleats. And yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> the click and the clacking. For sure. That's, I don't think this is over at all, but, you know, maybe, maybe for the media, they can calm the fuck down a little bit now. Yeah, just let, let let them be. I mean, for sure. I mean, let them. I mean, like I, I oh, honestly don't that. think that this is interesting. Keep this built up for golf, Jesus. But they've <laughs> never they've never been paired in in any match so far. Well, let's see it. That besides is, this, well, that would be good. No, like a real PGA tour where it means something. Yeah, being yeah. paired up would be fucking interesting. They're for not sure. going to be chirping each other, but it's going to be it'll be intense for sure. If it was a real I tournament, are they? I don't think they're allowed to. For sure, you can. You can talk to the guy, call him a fucking idiot. Oh yeah, just they're not mic'd here. I mean, they you can sure talk. that that's not proper golf, uh, golf etiquette, though. Whatever. I mean, well, that that's the whole thing. That that's golf etiquette, man. I mean, you you probably you can't call him a fucking asshole, but you can definitely chirp him. Like, there's definitely shit you can say. Like, should have uh, put that. Should have made that putt. Yeah, maybe, maybe not Why on the back one, but you know. No, you obviously can't do it. <laughs> Fuck, if you guys chirp me in my back, so I'm going to get pissed off. <laughs> That's against the motherfucking rules. <laughs> we had, uh, had Phil Nicholson uh, predicted that Kepka would uh, take this lead and that DeShembo would end up coming up with the win. Well, was he ever wrong? Kepka won holes 5, 6, and 8 en route to, be, um, to beginning a 4-up with four holes left to play since they're only doing 12. DeShumbo could not make a putt if his life depended on it. DeShumbo did not win a single hole, did not even have any birdies on the day. Woof. Well, it seems like Kepka was in his head right off the bat. Maybe it wasn't even him. He just, somebody was in his head because Kepka whooped his ass. Well, well Barkley and uh, Mickelson were in their heads. Because yeah. at, one, at one moment that, um, I guess, uh, DeShumbo was getting ready to take a putt. I mean, you got Barkley and Mickelson chirping because they can hear him. And he was putted and missed. And then when Kepka went up there, they both shut the fuck up. <laughs> there was pure silence for Kepka's putt. That's it, man. Now, now DeShumbo is the closest on the, on the whole 11, um, which gave them a $50,000 donated to charity. Uh, this was officially uh, the last hole. Now, DeShumbo decides to donate 50000 for a third long drive chance. So he took some mulligans because his first one didn't hit the fairway. And then he just said, um, let's do it for some more money. Yeah, he at one point said 10000 Then he changed it to twenty, And then Brooks goes, fuck it, let's do it for fifty. So they agreed to fifty, And then um, Mr. Barkley decides to throw $25,000 in there if he hits the fairway. Which some <laughs> definitely did, which was a 402 yards. Now, um, sorry, have you said that Deshambo was closest to hole on 11? Yeah, Deshambo is the closest on the hole 11. 
So another yeah. $50,000 was donated to charity. But before you said it was only a 12 hole match and they ended up yeah. with four That's, and four to go. So how did they so play? 11? Every other holes they did charity events for. They still know, play but, 12. They still how, play 12. Oh, holes. They played 12 no matter what. Just, no matter the match what. Just, everything else. Yeah. The match was completely okay. over. Everything else was played for charity. Fair enough. You had me confused there. I'm like, how do they get to the 11th if it was four and four to go? Like, that makes no sense. But that, okay. So that's yeah. cool. They at least did that for charity. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. The uh, longest drive one was also for a charity, which again, uh, they collected a quite a, quite a, quite the coin for them, which is pretty decent. Um, they played out the full, the final three holes to finish charity competitions. Hole 10 was the longest drive which DeShumbo wins the first uh, time round. He, he won his very first win on that for a donation of $200,000. Uh, DeShumbo and Kepka both decided to add enough extra 50 for the long drive chance. So there, there you go. They ended up paying up like close to 300 and some odd thousand dollars for that, for a charity of their liking. Now, a reporter with both of them standing there did ask uh, Kepka, would you do this again? Or would you... You know, it was this feud kind of ended, and he went, no. So. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's definitely not over the feud for sure. Kepka might not do it. He probably wouldn't do it with DeChambeau again, but I could see, like, I could see him doing it, especially with, like, a pro-am type thing, like doing it like yeah. Tom. Tom did Brady and, and right. Peyton did it with uh, um, Mickelson. And, with Mickelson and, yeah. like, I th- was it Tiger at the time? Because that, that was a while ago. It was a while right? ago. It might have been Tiger. Oh, yeah, whatever. So um, I could see him doing that, but I think he's done with this whole media aspect of the feud, Kepka is. And, I mean, I think both of them are. Uh, so I could see him not trying to – not entertaining anything else to do with the Deshimbo and their feuds, but I could see him maybe going back at it against somebody else or with uh, some, some uh, you know, other celebrity golfers or what have you, so – yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. I mean, like um, Charles Barkley's swing has definitely improved over the years. So that, I'd like to see Barkley out there just, you know, hammering a ball with these guys just for charity-wise, just to have a good uh, chuckle. I think they should get Bucking Jordan out there. He's a pretty good golfer. And, like, he loves there, would be, there would be some money flying because he loves gambling. Like, thousand bucks on a hole. Like, that's a regular <laughs> occurrence for Jordan, right? Like, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, thousand bucks is nothing to him, but. No, I, I just think that would be great and do it, do it all for charity, right? Thousand right. bucks, every fucking hole, whatever, every fucking swing, thousand bucks, you know, and it goes to charity, whatever. But I think they should definitely do some more of this with uh, some more high profile people that uh, could really help out uh, in the donation uh, sector. Yeah. Well, with, with continuing on with this kind of golf thing, I mean, obviously Tiger is uh, doing some swinging in his own uh, backyard ish. But I think this guy's career is done. Well, at least um, full-time career is done. I believe he's only going to stick to a part-time uh, for golf. So he's going to pick and choose which uh, tournaments or main events that he wants to play. Like uh, an old uh, golf uh, once did before. Um, I believe it was um, – I can't remember his name now. Nah, I can't remember his name. But um, – one golfer used to play the events that he wanted to because he was getting old, but uh, they did ask tiger. And he said, I think something like, uh, I th- I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full time ever again, but pick and choose. Uh, oh, sorry. There like Ben Hogan. Um, like 
Ben Hogan definitely did pick and choose his events. Now, um, Tiger, I think, will have an exemption in regards to golf. Uh, he can definitely play the green jacket anytime he wants or the uh, Masters because he's won. Uh, so that'd be decent to see the, you know, every now and then you're going to see the Tiger, Tiger Woods y'all play, but uh, it's nothing that he's going to be full-time only because he just about lost his uh, leg and, you know, that put a bit of fear into him. I mean, he is 45 years old too, right? Like I know it's golf, but it's still 45. Now you get Phil uh, lefty who's like 50 one I think yeah something yeah. like that so obviously you can still play and obviously we see how old fogies on the fucking golf course every fucking weekend on on Saturdays and Sundays so you can obviously play but you know there is that uh, point where can you can you keep up that high level and and there's what you know your Tiger Woods what's the fucking point of playing if you can't keep up with the pros you know if you yeah. can't do it anymore just just call her a day and focus on your fucking teaching your son how to play. Cause he's apparently pretty fucking good already. Right. So become a caddy or something. I mean, that'd be decent to have Tiger Woods. Wow. As a caddy. I don't oh, think he would caddy. <laughs> caddy with a busted knee. <laughs> I don't think he would caddy. He would but... go into broadcasting before that shit. Yeah. Most likely. Now, I'll go still be the... super impressed if he ever actually plays on tour. Oh, well, he will. Well, I mean, he'll play. Again, definitely sure. will. It's just not Will he ever win again? That's yeah. hard to say, right? That knee is going to be, or the whole leg, plus his age, that's going to be tough. And his yeah. back surgeries and such. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to get into our uh, CFL, our crappy football league. We've gone through some Eastern finals. Uh, Hamilton goes on to beat uh, the Montreal, uh, 23 to 12. And that was the Eastern finals. Um, we're going to get into the Western final. Um, you know, it took this uh, game double overtime, uh, but Saskatchewan pulls it off at a 33 to 30 challenge. They may have won that game, but they weren't the finals. They were the semifinals, both of them. Yeah. The Western. Yeah. They're the most divisional finals. Western no. final and the Eastern final. It was a Western and Eastern semifinals. That's what I'm Ooh. challenging. They were not the finals. It's the finals of these ones here. I mean, they get then they get into the division final. No, you can't have a final, an Eastern or Western final before you get into division. <laughs> like it's That's a they conference. Were, they were one hundred percent semifinals. I'm I'm kind of with Josh on this one. So when I look this up, it goes division. Look at the scores, and underneath it, it says Eastern and Western semifinals. Point for me. <laughs> <laughs> is that our first challenge? That is our first that challenge. Our first so you challenge. you boys are lucky Woo! that I fucking threw one out there. Yeah. Yoshi's right. I would have protested because e- I missed half the episode. East Eastern <laughs> final will now be Hamilton and Toronto, and Western final will be Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. Yeah. Ty guys will face Devon's division championship. And the Winnipeg will face on their division championship with regards to Saskatchewan. That yeah, was semifinals. How many, how many divisions is there? There's two. There right? is zero divisions. They're conferences, right? Like one's the Eastern and one's the Western conference yeah. type yeah. thing. There is no real divisions. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. But we think we have the the the, the Thai Cats will be facing against Toronto in the championship. Uh, we want to know who you guys think and who's going to win that one. Thai Cats or Toronto? Just yeah, face Winnipeg in their championship. I don't want to say the names because I'm probably obviously incorrect. <laughs> you guys think we'll win that one? Well, Winnipeg has a loss all year, right? Or they've lost very few, so it's got to be Winnipeg. They're well, the they've fucking lost superstars. Two. They lost yeah, they're, two because they're the dude. superstars, though. Yeah. So Winnipeg, and uh, I hate fucking Hamilton. So Toronto. Let's like, go, Blue Bombers and Hamilton. No, Boatman, Boatman. Let's go, Kitty Cats. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, and that's so, where you got the Boatman and who. Take it Winnipeg because it's hard to choose against them. Yeah. Who do I have? Yeah, who do you have, Kev? I'll take the Argos. And yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be an Argo um, Winnipeg final. That's what I just said. Yeah. So we're all, that's what three of us said. Three yeah. on the Argos, three on the. We're all thinking the Blue Bombers are going to win. Yeah. I just took the Tie Cats just because they're local, a little bit more local than. To for us. I mean, not really. It's both the same. <laughs> and not local. No, I, I would say, I would definitely say Hamilton's closer than Toronto. Depends on traffic. Well, challenge me, bud. No, I'm talking about distance. Uh, they're about the same. I don't know if it no, I, I, I guarantee you. Challenge I, me. I think uh, you should challenge him. I think you should challenge uh, him. I'm not, I'm not going to. Are we talking GTA bitch. or are we talking Toronto? Toronto? No, it's, 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 it's to measure what? city centers. It's, yes, it's city hall to city hall. Nah, nah, nah. I'll, I'll take your word. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now we have determined the, uh, the World Cup uh, qualifying that was, um, that was not announced uh, where it was going to be played. So we do have the announcement that it will be at Tim Hortons uh, field where Canada will be facing the U.S. of A. Now, Tim Hortons uh, field is getting some good fucking action. They've yeah. got the outdoor game coming. Yeah. They've got the fucking It's a nice stadium, Cup. apparently, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever been to Tim Hortons yet or no? No. Nope. I've mean, been to one. Tim Hortons, but I haven't been to the fucking stadium. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> fucking Tim Hortons stadium. Joe! Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've been once, and not not the new one, but I've been there once. I saw Canada versus Peru there. Me and Fez went there. It was, uh... I mean, Kev, I've been to the old stadium. What was it called? Ivor Wynn? Yeah, Ivor Wynn. See, I've been there, but that's definitely not Tim Martin Stadium. So. No, this one's way better. Ivor Wynn was, yeah, old benches. Man. Yeah, old metal seats and shit. Gross. So, so Pete, it's a good thing you didn't challenge Jesse. I just quickly looked it up uh, from Kitchener to Am, or sorry, from my location, which is pretty much fucking middle of Kitchener, sixty-five k to Hamilton, hundred nine k to Toronto. Really? But you're one hundred percent right. It depends on traffic because you could get <laughs> fucked in Hamilton too. So. I was talking minutes, Jesse. What the fuck? <laughs> I said distance, right? Away. I was talking minutes. <laughs> no, I. Bitch. No, I think Peter, you said uh, you also had something to to add about this World Cup that there was two teams that were facing one another. I can't yeah, remember. Man. The big news in the World Cup qualifying is that Italy and Portugal are in the same World Cup qualifying uh, tournament. I guess you call it pool group pool, whatever. whatever. Yep, yep. Which means one of them is not going to make the World Cup. So there's a very good chance that Canada will make a World Cup. And either Portugal or Italy won't, Boom. which is fucking wild. I'm cool with that. 
Hmm? So, is just to finish in the top three here. That's right. So who do you think uh, goes through then, Pete, Portugal, or uh, Italy? I think uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but I think I'm with Josh. I think the Italians will yeah. uh, will make it in. I think they're more of a team team game that they play. And old man Ronaldo won't they, uh, won't quite they, be enough. They play Italian soccer defense, right? And yep. To fall down a lot too. And they just won the Euro. That too. <laughs> <laughs> That's this summer. World Cup. Uh, no, the Euro. Oh. Oh. Um, I no. feel like it was. I feel like it was this summer. Yeah, it was. It was this summer because they did cancel it in twenty twenty. Oh, because it was twenty twenty. Yeah. 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 Now the only other big news I have for you guys is that uh, we have some uh, Beijing Olympic qualifying, which is a uh, curling. Uh, Sixteen years ago. After he turned orange, which is talking about their shirts. We talking about Trump? What? Sorry. <laughs> Turn orange to red. <laughs> yeah. Turn his orange to red because of the Canadian colors. Brad um, Gushi, or Gunshu, sorry, did it. Uh, Gushu. And is heading to Beijing to represent Canada in the Olympics, where he hopes to win gold. And the women's side, Jennifer Jones, will also be heading to Beijing. Jenny Jones, fuck. So she's, she's been there. She's she's been at the top of the curling game for yeah. a lot of fucking years. A lot of years, for sure. So good luck to these guys. Um, who knows? I mean, they can come out with some gold. Nobody curls like Canada. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, well, we're always around ice. In Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than Canada at curling? <laughs> No! <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, Mel. Mel Lastman. Yeah. <laughs> Bad boy. <laughs> I'm just going to roll into our box here, guys. I'll start it off here. I have uh, two teammates who got into a shoving match. So in uh, Norwegian Soccer League, we have, to, uh, we have a goalie and an infielder started to push one another in the chest area, which the last push was from the infielder to the, to his goalie, which flops to the ground, holding his throat. Like he's looking for a penalty or something. Like this is your teammate. You're going to give your teammate a red fucking card because you <laughs> flopped on the ground and grabbed your throat. It just, it just, it's stupid. Uh, now my other question is, I mean, in regards to these soccer flops and shit, do you honestly guys think they take acting classes to learn how to sit there and take a fucking you know, roll around the ground five or six times and pretend they're actually hurt? No, it's I mean, in the genes. It's right. part of the game, man. Is it part of the game to flop it around is, and be so dramatic? part of the game. Yeah, and it, it's very hard to watch, honestly, guys. I, that's why I really don't like doing a lot of soccer on this because I, I, I can't appreciate the sport if you get touched in the ankle and you're rolling around five or six times mm, and you then you're fine. people in hockey do that too, bud. But I they mean, get a call for often. embellishment. They will get a penalty for embellishment if they sit there and then did something like that. How often no. does that get called? It yeah. gets called quite more than you think. Okay. But have you ever played soccer, Kev? No, because I've never respected okay. the sport. I've never played. So I played soccer when I was a kid, but you didn't. You couldn't slide tackle. Talk to some people that play, even just wreck in locally. When you get fucking slide tackled, like when they hit you in the fucking shins, it's not like a fucking flick of the wrist. It fucking hurts. 
Now, I agree that they probably over embellish a lot, but you can't discount the fact that these guys are getting kicked in the fucking shin, period, or kicked in the shin with a fucking cleat. Especially you with your busted knee. Like, you got a garbage knee, so you're just going to, everyone's going to see you fall and be like, what a bitch. (laughs) And you're actually like blowing out your knee. The only thing I give these soccer guys credit for is that they can run for miles and miles and miles. They can run for 98 fucking minutes. Good for you. That's it. They they can go. They have, you know, they can breathe. They can run. They can go for forever. But when you touch them, they flop like a motherfucker, like a fish out of water. And then you have some trainer running out there with some kind of magical spray. And then he's okay. (laughs) He gets up and he's fucking running around again. That's why I can't, I, I cannot appreciate that sport. I just. The spray is pretty funny. Like it's a freezing spray that they use. So it'll numb the area real quick, but it is kind of funny watching them <laughs> spray buddy's knee. And he's like, well, I'm good to go again. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, you know, there has been many times where I've chirped soccer players and uh, maybe, you know, maybe just over the years, hanging out with Fezzi and whatnot, learning a little bit more, about soccer you know i think it's uh i think it's a little bit more difficult to play than you think and i think it hurts a little more when uh, than you think when these guys slide tackle your ass and you go down there are definitely guys that flop and there are definitely guys that that will embellish on the smallest thing 100 percent. but don't discount the fact that you're getting a cleat in the fucking leg so and well, i mean i'm pretty sure they're probably still cleats too <laughs> like i don't know I can't give uh, a sport uh, a full appreciation because of that, guys. I mean, I might talk to Fez. Fez could probably talk me out of this, some of this, but that's my go-to, and that's why we're really bringing them on the show. Okay, so all right, so let me let me ask you this, Kev. So, do, do you do you respect the UFC guys? These guys are taking punches, man. They're not flopping on the not ground, the rolling time. around. They're not rolling on the ground after they take a hit and go, oh, my God. Sometimes they do. magical spray to When you guys going. were over here for poker, we were watching one of the prelims fight. And remember, I called you out on who won. Uh, it was Yaya hey, buddy, that won. But he flopped on his hey, back. Yeah. And he was, he was fucking. Because he's he, a grappler. He wanted all to he was doing was ground. holding on the ground. And they're just laying there. And so why, like, why are you not bitching about that? These guys are literally laying there just hugging each other. You That's know? the ref's uh, opportunity They're to stand friends. them up. It's not uh, the two of the fighting. I don't know, man. It's up to the ref to sit there and part ways to sit there and all right, stand up, stop hugging. But I don't know. I, I just can't respect the sport that uh, flops in my mind. That's what I'd I got li- in my boxes. I'd, I'd like to bring a soccer player out and we'll put you standing there with your bad <laughs> leg up so that you don't actually hurt your leg and take your other good leg and let, let them fucking slide tackle your ass and let, let me know how it feels. <laughs> I've I never felt- been slid like I've never had been tackled like that, so I don't know. But I'm guessing it fucking hurts more than you think. We're bringing Fezzi on the show. All right, we're having oh. the debate. Well, we'll have Fezzi show his picture of his busted up ankle on a slide tackle. Uh, it was a whole leg. He's got fucking like yeah. his leg is titanium, literally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so like you let me know how a wreck soccer game. I guess he was playing like. Not wreck, but he was playing a little bit competitive. But this guy was also this guy did it intentional too, Fezzi, from my understanding from what you said. So that happens all the time in the fucking like you're intentionally going fucking cleats up. Right? Well, 
I mean, I have no problem with these guys being in your box because you can't fight your own fucking team. But I just, <laughs> I think you should have a little bit more respect for these guys that are getting fucking cleated on every uh, every chance they get the ball. But they That's get a spray all. and they're magically healed. Hey, man, magic spray happens. It works. Oh, I want that spray then. Well, look, I mean, in hockey, the fucking guy gets a concussion. They give him the smelling salts and he's back out there the next shift. So Yeah, or stitches. <laughs> like, or losing a I don't think that's a thing anymore, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, they still do. there's a little more, what I'm a saying little more is careful this, with concussions. Yeah. I mean, but but what I'm saying is the smelling salts is the same as the fucking magic spray. When it, you know, like Ovechkin took a puck in the face, and he came back, and that was it on his hat trick game too. He took no, a, he took a puck in the face, so I mean, he came back from stitches and stepped yeah, but on stitches playing. Is, I'm not talking about stitches. Missing you're talking teeth. about having. You're talking about a magic spray, and I'm comparing a magic spray to the smelling salts. to the smelling salts. Oh. So, and they oh. use that in fucking hockey. They use it in fucking football for show, and maybe not basketball because they're all bitches too. So. <laughs> but again guys that's who i got in my box in regards to these two teammates giving her at one another your teammates you should play together play nice but do you even know who the team you didn't even say what the team was there's no region yeah the region yep, soccer bad. league i, I, I don't know. know what teams they were because they I, I honestly i didn't give a shit so they're just <laughs> there because they were stupid now pedro who do you have in your box there sir well, thanks, Kev. I've got Brendan Lemieux of the LA Kings for biting a trunk out of Brady Kachuk. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he actually got a trunk out of him, but he bit him for sure. So initially, both Lemieux and Kachuk were assessed double minors for roughing after they were uh, tangled up in a scrum. And as they came out of it, uh, Kachuk was saying, look, he fucking bit me. He's showing his hand. He's got bleeding and he's got bite marks on his hand. He's saying he bit me. So, after a video review, Lemieux was given a match penalty and ejected for biting Kachuk. And That's so... Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, so, as a soccer player running around the ground. That's worse than that, man. Oh, yeah, there you go. It is worse being bitten. That's for sure. So, after the game, Kachuk had this to say about Lemieux. It's a bit of a long quote, but it's worth it. This is the one time I'm going to answer this. It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. The guy's just a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. This guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team wants him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. It's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. (laughs) He's got nothing up there. Bad guy. Bad player, but what a joke he is. That was like a Trump quote, honestly. <laughs> Bad guy, gutless. <laughs> uh, all I need to say was humongous. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, yeah, Brendan Lemieux. 
You don't bite players in the NHL. And if you do, it probably shouldn't be a Kachuk because he's going to tell you what he thinks about it. And you're going to get eviscerated. You so, fucking. Is this, uh, is this Lemieux one of the, like a previous Lemieux's child? Uh, I feel like there's some relation. I don't know if he's like, maybe he's like a nephew or something. I don't, I don't know. Are you thinking Mario or are you Claude. thinking Claude? Claude, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Oh. It has to be Claude. Because Claude would do something like that. Yeah, it's not Mario. Claude would do something like that for sure. <laughs> he would do a spinorama and then bite your ass. Yep. <laughs> so, complete brickhead. Bad teammate. I'm going to say Claude. But Brendan <laughs> Lemieux, you're in my box. Josh. Hey. What's in your box today? Uh, Claude Lemieux. Just checked it out. Lemieux is in your box? No, no, sorry. Uh, Claude Claude is Brendan's dad, so it makes makes total sense. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. No, in my box, and this is definitely not the first time he's been in my box, and it won't be the last time either. I got LeBitch. LeBitch James is in my box. He's been in there so much, he should be paying rent. Yeah, he should be. He should be. It's a high, high fucking rent cost, too, for his ass. <laughs> so on Wednesday night, this guy did two things. After hitting a clutch three versus the Indiana Pacer, Pacers, he celebrates by doing the Sam Cassell big balls dance. Now, Come if, on. You, if you remember not too long ago, <laughs> Fred Van Vliet did the old big balls dance after hitting a three and was fined 15,000 bucks. Well, guess what? La bitch was fined 15,000 bucks. So I don't know if this guy thinks that he's fucking immune to these fines or like he, I can do it because I'm, I'm the face of the NBA and you can or whatever. I don't know what the hell he was thinking here. Obviously he doesn't give a fuck about the 15 grand, but what the hell are you doing? Like you just watched a guy do it within the last couple of weeks, the same fucking thing. And then you go and do that. It, to me, it just makes no sense. It's like there was an empty spot in his fucking brain when he was, well, after he hit that three, cause it's just stupid. It's like you said, he doesn't give a fuck. What's 15 grand to LeBron? It's a cup of coffee. Yeah, he doesn't care. Do you get coffee in the morning? I do. No. I make do a big ball band. He's uh, <laughs> trying to be part of the cool kids and do the big ball band. Yeah, that's for sure. what it was. Man. For sure. So, in the same game, some Pacers fans were heckling LeBron. Uh, and he cried so much and he ended up talking to the refs and not just talking like he fucking ran over the refs like like they were his mom, uh, you know, because because Sally did something to him. Sally kicked fucking sand in my hair or something. And and he went over and cried so much. And uh, the refs ended up I don't know how the fuck the refs. I mean, I guess the refs have control of just about everything, but they ejected the fans from the game. Uh, LeBron claimed claimed that these people were being inappropriate and using obscene gestures. Uh, He did say like, you know, it's one thing to be chirping uh, the players or the opposing team to not make that shot or to lose or whatever, uh, but using inappropriate uh, terms and words and, uh, and using the obscene gestures, he said he will not stand for and won't let uh, basically not on his watch is basically what he said. And uh, so for both of these reasons, he's in my box. One because of the big balls dance. We, you know, we already went over that. But this, this, uh, you know, him interacting with all these fans, like it is not your job to kick people out of the fucking stadium. 
that's a security's job. And so where is the security? Like I realized that they, we were, they were, I'm pretty sure they were, yeah, it was Pacers fans. So they were in Indiana. So I get the that they're, side, for sure. yeah, they're not going to be watching as intently uh, towards home fans as they might towards visiting fans. But this isn't your job to police the fans and to police what they're saying. If they're being inappropriate and using obscene gestures, that's, that's one thing. I mean, we know that firsthand being at Bill's games and being obscene, <laughs> you know, using obscene gestures and, and, and saying inappropriate things. And we've been told by ushers and security guards that if we don't calm the fuck down, we're, we're out that where are the security guards here? That's what I want to know. You know, this is not LeBron James job play fucking basketball. That's your job. Because the bitch, but because the bitch bitched, look, because the bitch bitch, these people got kicked out. Like, I don't care how good you are. I don't care who you are play the fucking game and listen to these people chirp all night long because you're making a bunch of fucking money for them to do so and let the security guards deal with, with the uh, kicking of the people out or, or what have you. Um, so yeah. that that's tough too. like to be, to be close enough to him to hear your chirps and be able to say, those guys are chirping me. It all so depends they on had, what they said though. Too. Yeah, well, I know. So they had some fucking, but they, nice even, they, even if they said "fuck you, James," no, it would have been more than that. Yeah, like they like the, if he's kicking people out because he's a big proponent of like equal rights and yeah, everything like that. So at this point, like if they're making inappropriate comments and obscene gestures, like I don't think he's kicking people out without having a decent reason. Yeah, I, I agree, but that's still not his position. Just because he's the face doesn't make him the end all fucking security guard <laughs> you're not but, judge jury but, and executioner right yeah. but he's also the face of equal rights he is one of the faces for equal rights and everything like that so if he doesn't take a stand against that like who will at that point like he, we don't know what was said unless no. we have the details and stuff like that like uh, he wouldn't give it up no like i get what you're saying like it's not his job to replace to police and like you said like where were the ushers there mm-hmm. like and obviously he asked them and to leave like whether it was worth it or not being that it was inappropriate we don't know but at the same time like that falls on the security there at, at uh the pacers 100 yeah. percent. maybe security thought it was fine maybe they just called them a bitch well it's also indiana too so who knows <laughs> I, I i just hope in the hell that those people that had those seats were their seats instead of having you know someone give them to them because now you just made that person who actually owns those seats pretty bad because you got booted. I mean, that person won't care. The person that got booted would fucking... Yeah. I would hate to get booted if you're fucking close enough to the court to be able to have LeBron hear what you're saying. Well, if you're that close and you're fucking chirping that bad, you probably are rich as fuck and can can afford... Like, I realize it's in Indiana, so the seats aren't going to cost as much as that. The crypto.com yeah they're, they're 200 bucks for court sides instead of 50 right. bucks for up in the bleachers yeah but <laughs> you know but like you say like yeah. y- you got to be able to take some and i i'm guarantee he's pretty good at taking some of the chirps oh for sure he gets chirped everywhere he goes right so yeah. but i don't know I, I guess who is he going to go to? Who, like the ref is the guy he has to go to. He's not going to go to the security guard and say, hey, these people. So it kind of makes sense. It's just 
to me, it's just like, just play basketball, man. Like just focus yeah. on basketball. They ended up winning the game. So maybe he was like, we got this in the bag. I can, I can take 10 minutes off and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and get the refs to do this. It's just, it was just the way he did it. Like he ran over, like, like he was a child and was like crying to mommy, uh, when he was talking to the ref, I think if he was maybe a little bit more calm about it and just went over to the ref and say, Hey man, you know, there's, there's a bunch of inappropriate shit going on. I've been called some names that I don't appreciate or whatever was said. Um, to, but, you know, play basketball. Play basketball. And stop doing the fucking big balls dance. You know that it's going to get you a fine, you stupid idiot. Like, I don't know. That was the original thing in my box is the big balls dance. And then Kev reminded me about uh, about LeBron having these, these, these fans ejected. And maybe they deserved it. Uh, but again, where is the uh, security? So... So LeBitch for overstepping his uh, job title and for grabbing onto his nuts after hitting a three ball. You in my box, LeBitch. Those fans call me LeBitch. Kick him uh, up. Jesse's got a guy that was uh, had his hands close to the wrong guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I got Kirk Cousins there in my box. Um, like Yo said, he grabbed the wrong nuts. <laughs> not not these nuts. Not but these nuts. You're these the nuts? nuts, man. Both of these nuts. So on a fourth down, cousins trying to get everyone into position, everything like that. And he got a little disoriented. I think the pressure got to him a bit. Yeah, they were down, and it was fourth and goal. And instead of going underneath the center, he went underneath the right guard to take the snap. <laughs> 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 I, wasn't it the running back behind the actual center then i mean yeah. i mean i thought it was a trick play i'm thinking these guys are just gonna fuck him up he's just gonna be like a direct snap so okay. i looked i looked into this and tried to read through twitter on this and a lot of viking fans oh it was supposed to be that it, it just didn't look good at the time right it was, supposed to be a trick play. Fans say that. <laughs> it was a it was a wildcat and, and, and then you but when you see the running back alexander uh, Madison, I think, because Cook was hurt at this time. He comes up, he's like, Hey, Kirk, you're in the wrong location. He calls a fucking timeout because the play clock was running down. This is <laughs> insane, man. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback snuggle up to the wrong guy. <laughs> I, I, I actually said or read that they have had this before, but this was at a, they've never seen in a crucial area as this because. They, they needed to get a touchdown here on that fourth down and they called that out of ways to timeout. They ended, he ended up cousins overthrowing Jefferson and turned the ball over. And then San Fran went and killed a bunch of time and missed a field goal, but they would have had more time if they had that extra timeout. Should have just snapped it from the guard. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> the guy should just went hut, and the running back had the ball, and you're close enough to the end. Oh so, shit! There it goes. Yeah. I mean, it Madison probably... was back there. He yeah. Just... No, he would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be right over his head though. If you're expecting a quarterback there and just. <laughs> Jesse, it would have been, what... been like a ground ball to him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what Jesse mentioned? Some of the guard said something after the. Oh fight. no! So I was listening to the. Pat McAfee podcast and he did a he he did a joke about like he said the right tackle he's like 
I hadn't heard you all day, and then you're right beside me with your cadences. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's right up his ass. <laughs> Literally. I'm surprised the guard never said anything like, hey, wrong, wrong ass, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah just grab a hold of him and push him over. Like, hey, man. Wrong nuts. He's the wrong nuts. But yeah, Cousins in my boxes. They ended up losing the game, too, so that sucks. But And Cousins is actually having a pretty good year, but this was... This is quite the brain fart. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It's pretty fucking funny. This is another <laughs> candidate for my box, but <laughs> it's hard to turn Labitch away. So <laughs> I mean, these kinds of things happen, but you know, that's when we all get out of high school football and go on to the pros and they don't happen anymore. <laughs> Not supposed to. Not supposed to. Well, I guess that's just about it for uh, sports talk today, boys. Let's uh, let's check out our scores. Well, first of all, this episode went really fast. Today. I don't know what that's about. It's almost uh, like I missed part of it. Yeah, you might, you may have. <laughs> just a single challenge today that the CFL finals are actually the semifinals. So Josh goes up a point there, and Kevin loses one. So that brings our season totals to Peter stays at plus nine. Kev drops to minus 16. Jesse stays at plus 19. Fuck six. Uh, Josh improves to minus 12. Yeah. And that's it. So Jesse, with all your fucking 19 points of glory, why don't you tell me how your drink was? Well, my potent ass drink, the refined fool. Definitely made me sound like a fool a few times. Not enough to lose some fucking points. Yeah, not enough to do that. <laughs> the old noodle is kicking in for that. <laughs> uh, but this East, East Coast double IPA uh, was pretty tasty. And I will definitely be grabbing it again because it is, it is potent and very good. Sarnia. That's where it's brewed. Foolishly good beer. Definitely. Kev, how was your drink? My headstock, Nickelbrook Brewing Company, West Coast style IPA at a 7%. I liked it. Stay classic. Get tuned is what it says, which is I'm, I'm pretty tuned. Here what else is new? <laughs> I, I, I would definitely, I'd definitely drink this again for a shizzle. This That's was pretty beer. decent. Yeah, man. I love the guitar on the front. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yoshi, how was your uh, bitch beer today? My bitch beer. <laughs> My bitch beer was actually quite tasty. It was uh, Amsterdam Brewery's take on a Corona, or uh, that's what I'm assuming. It was called Fria Cerveza Especial, and it was brewed with fresh lime zest. Yes, it was the bitch beer of 4.6%. But, uh, you know, made me feel like it was fucking summer. I turned the heat up and, uh, <laughs> you know, I got my fucking bathing suit on and no, I don't, but that was good. I enjoyed it. Um, thanks to my lovely fiance for giving me one of her beers for this, uh, for this week's show. Cause I totally forgot to go buy some and, uh, I really enjoyed it. So punctual Pete, how's yours? 
Well, it still blows my mind that uh, with a Princess Clementine <laughs> beer, <laughs> I was not the bitch of the week. The name of it should have been, uh, but, you know, it's not. That's so, uh, so well played, sir. So, yeah, Clementine Sour, Long Slice Brewery, Princess Clementine. Uh, it would have been better if I had put it in the fridge before I started drinking them. So that was stupid. But these things happen. But uh, it's pretty good. It's very citrusy. And there's a quote on the side that says, Orange, you glad we didn't brew a banana? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Funny. Anyway, decent. Would have been better if it was cold. I don't think I'll be having it again. Though. Just because it's called Princess Clementine. <laughs> All right. Well, for everyone here at Points and Penalties, we'd like to thank you for listening to episode 44, my birthday special. Uh, please subscribe wherever you get your pods. <laughs> Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.